Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello. Hello, this is the president. Hello, this is the president of the United States. Who is this? Is it you again? Look behind you. This is my private line. How did you get through? They're everywhere. All the time. We see them every day. But you have to look behind you. There is nothing behind me. How did you get this number? The spaceman told me. What spaceman? It doesn't matter. They're telling you about monsters. Please, you must look behind you. Young lady, there are no monsters in the Oval Office. Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. Ground Zero coming to you live from FM News 101 KXL in Portland, Oregon. We are the number one talk show for the evening here in Portland area. Nationally, you can listen to us online by going to KXL.com. GroundZeroMedia.org is a place to go if you want to get into the chat room and chat tonight. There's also links to our podcasts, links to t-shirts you can get, videos that are available. If you'd like to donate if you are one of the podcast listeners, or even if you want to contribute to the program, we accept donations as well. But we'd like you to buy t-shirts, we'd like you to buy videos, because that way you can wear with pride the Ground Zero insignia, which is of course designed by Matt Haley, the the, uh, the drawer, the, the artist who's responsible for great comic books like G.I. Spy and Superman Returns. And so we're very happy that we had him design the new Ground Zero patch for the future. It's a really good patch. It's on a white T-shirt, and you can pick it up now on the Ground Zero site at groundzeromedia.org. Tonight on the program, we have Nick Redfern. He's going to be up uh, soon. We're going to be talking with him about the men in black. And, you know, it's interesting that we uh, are talking about this topic because I think some of the original men in black are uh, are actually being interviewed right now. Some of the old timers, the ones that uh, are there in the shadows, the ones that uh, you look on the you look on television news and you see these guys in three piece suits talking, 
they're in the background with these secret programs we've been talking about, talking about MK Ultra, of course, and MK Naomi. And we have to realize that within our government, there are there is the secret government. Um, and the secret government is like an octopus. It has tentacles that reach into every aspect of our lives. And the government tendrils or the secret government tendrils that are are everywhere. They're in our media. We heard last night about Hollywood and the Pentagon. I think John Batchelor was even talking about that tonight, that Hollywood right now and the Pentagon are kind of sleeping buddies now, and uh, they're going to homogenize everything we see, military, uh, militarize the movies. Uh, this is something that's going to be part of the state-run movie industry. And people wonder why movies are flopping. Well, you know that's why they're flopping. Nobody wants that pounded into their heads, plus 3D films. People are tired of it. But, of course, they're telling us that we can't differentiate fact from fantasy. So whenever they shove propaganda down our throats, we're all for it because we don't know the difference. As a matter of fact, I posted today that they're going to be issuing a coloring book for children about 9-11. There's actually a picture of Osama bin Laden being shot in the... (laughs) I know, producers are laughing now. Uh, (laughs) They're actually showing a cartoon of Osama bin Laden being shot and some woman in a burqa throwing herself in front of him. And I just think, oh, please. The guys in the in the studio are just actually, they're mocking me. But seriously, this is something that I posted on, on my Facebook page. And uh, it just it's just another, you have the 9-11 thing happening on Nickelodeon. You have all this stuff going on. And they have... This shadow government, this this uh, I guess this group that creates the propaganda, they used well placed programming, and they cover the tracks of the agents that act on behalf of this new world order, this strange, I guess you could call it shadow government, and those agents are involved to carefully erase anything that may slow down the agenda that their their fearless leaders have directed them to execute. Now, we don't really know who the head of the multi-tentacle octopus is. The, there's many in there that uh, conduct intelligence and continuity. Many have been in power at crucial moments before uh, major events have taken place. There have been a number of them that have showed up during UFO encounters. Some have showed up during other r- remarkable times in history. Some of them have showed up during 9-11. Um, you, you may have heard of them. In fact, a lot of them were talked about after World War II. They were men who were slender, clean-cut, wearing black suits. They usually traveled in threes. They drove around in big cars. And uh, they would call them anything from G-men to secret agents. And then, of course, they started getting the title of the Men in Black. It stuck. And the Men in Black were now characters, part of this legendary world that we call the paranormal now, I want to tell you now that the Men in Black are not cartoons. And many of you may not know this. And some of you who are listeners to this program, uh, a long time ago, I think it was back in 1999, 2000, we actually interviewed a man who claimed to be one of those mysterious Men in Black. He called himself Mr. N. And uh, he told us a lot of interesting things about the Men in Black. Uh, the stereotype, I guess, that's involved. Um, he says that you know you're one of them the day you're born. He says you know you have this mission, 
special breed born into the custodian to be custodians of Earth, uh, eliminating anyone who wishes to thwart the preordained history of the planet. They know the preordained history, and they act on their instinct. Um, he told me that they weren't government henchmen. He told me basically that they were all part of this great big octopus that has no head. He described it that way. They act because they're born to act that way. Well, tonight, a man who's written a book about the men in black, the real men in black, on this program, of course, we're talking about Nick Redfern. Nick Redfern, I have known uh, because of the fact that I am a big fan of the magazine 14 Times. He's been a writer for 14 Times. He's written in several paranormal magazines, including Paranormal Magazine, UFO Magazine. He's written for Fate. Um... He has also written books about cryptozoology, monster, uh, memoirs of the monster hunter, strange secrets, a covert agenda, something in the woods. Great stuff. He's also uh, been on this program before to talk about other topics. We bring him back tonight on Ground Zero. Nick Redfern, welcome back to Ground Zero. Well, thanks a lot. Good to have you back. Um, so you have, I, I read your book, uh, your, your Real Men in Black book, uh-huh. and uh, you were talking about the first recorded Man in Black when, when was that story? Well, who was the first person to actually come in contact uh, well, in modern history with the men in black? Well, that's such a good question. I mean, certainly there are a couple of cases in sort of the post-Kenneth Arnold era, Kenneth Arnold being the guy who sort of really coined or was responsible for coining the term flying saucer in the summer of '47. And if you look back at that particular era, you know, there were a few reports uh, back then of people saying they'd been intimidated and silenced by military people, such as in the Roswell case, mm-hmm. but they, they weren't sort of definitive men in black, you know, it was just the military coming down a bit hard and heavy on people who they wanted to silence, so, you know, arguably that doesn't directly fit into the men in black category, right. but things kind of really kicked off in sort of 52, um, with a guy named Albert Bender. Albert Bender was um, someone who was deeply interested in UFOs. He got interested sort of post-47 era. But he was also someone who had a uh, sort of a, a lengthy and uh, sort of profound interest in paranormal stuff, both in fact and fiction. And by that, I mean he was sort of heavily into things like Ouija boards and ghost stories and spiritualism. But he's also into like horror fiction, Edgar Allan Poe and H.P. Lovecraft, people like that. Mm-hmm. And so I guess he was someone primed, you know, when the UFO subject kicked off, 47, 48, 49, etc., to get involved with that. And he did. He set up a group called the International Flying Saucer Bureau, which, you know, I mean, I'm sure you know there's, you know, there's groups all around the world in, in major cities and towns where, you know, groups have monthly meetings, etc. And they're kind of, sometimes they're sort of low-key and sometimes they take off big time. And that's actually what Bender's group did. The uh, International Flying Saucer Bureau actually sort of attracted literal worldwide attention and chapters were opened in Australia, England, elsewhere. Um, and Bender kind of spent his nights, um, you know, just answering mail by the sack load. Mm-hmm. And... Um, this was made all the more weirder because at the height of its success, Bender just literally shut the, down, the group down without um, any sort of forewarning. And he alluded in the final editorial for the last issue of his newsletter that he put out that he'd been told the truth about UFOs and the, alluded to some sort of silencing by these sort of sinister, powerful characters, if you like. And, um, of course, rumour got round that the government had, had shut him down, and um, certainly that was the story that had been believed for many, many years. And in '56, a guy named Gray Barker 
a well-known um, paranormal and UFO author as well, um, wrote a book called They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers, which told the Bender story, but from the perspective that his silences were government people. Now, as I said, Bender quit the scene, but he, he came back briefly in... Um, 1962, uh, very, very briefly, to kind of set the record straight with his own book, Flying Saucers and the Three Men. Now, in that book, Bender's MIB don't sound like anything from the government. They kind of sound like they stepped straight out of a combination of, like, true blood meets the underworld vampire movies, you know. Sure. They, they sound like sort of, um, they're sort of like white face, sunken cheekbones, you know, um black suits and uh, glowing eyes, you know, they'd be kind of more, probably more at home at a Marilyn Manson concert in the, in the uh, Pentagon, you know what I mean? Exactly. And, um, and, and they literally sound far more paranormal than they do, you know, sort of some, like G-men from the FBI or whatever back in the 50s. And, you know, it's kind of ironic that, you know, most people, I think, outside of the UFO or 14 field, you know, the their perceptions of the men in black are kind of driven by the Hollywood movies with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. But the irony is that Albert Bender, the guy who kicked it all off back then, you know, his MIB, were they sounded like upgraded versions of, you know, 18th century vampires or something like it's that. It's interesting you bring that up because there was a comparison that I once read about uh, the men in black being compared to, I don't know how to pronounce the word, it's Refam from the Bible, uh, they are they are not living, but uh, they are not dead. They're pale-faced and uh, much like uh, the living dead, they smell of sulfur, of rot, and death. And when they show up at your doorstep, you know that your time has come to either leave this planet or to be taken elsewhere. And yeah, um, I mean, the, the, it's interesting you bring that up because I mean, in a lot of Men in Black cases, and and specifically Albert Bender's case, I mean, he would talk about how he being he actually lived in this weirdly kind of weird attic that he called his chamber of horrors he lived in an, an attic of a big house of, of all places mm -hmm. and um and he converted it to what he calls his chamber of horrors and he painted all these weird pictures on the walls of strange creatures and things like this uh, but he said that when he had these mib experiences they were kind of literally materialized in the bedroom and he would kind of find himself going into like an altered state dizzy, light-headed, he'd have to lie down, and suddenly be overwhelmed by this smell of, like, sulfur and brimstone. And that's a cat of, like an aspect of, of many MIB experiences. And it's interesting, you know, you bring up these parallels because, I mean, in most MIB cases, you know, the, they turn up on people's doorsteps, and when they, you know, they bang on the door, the person opens the door, they just stand there enigmatically waiting to be let in. And, of course, you know, in the old vampire legends... The vampire can't enter your home. Exactly. You have to in. invite them in. And that's yeah, one that's of the right. things that's very interesting you bring that up. Yeah. You have to invite the man in black or you have to do it by entertaining the idea of being yeah. in contact. And what's very interesting is the guy that I ran into that claimed to be a man in black, get a little of this, he called himself Mr. N. And when I asked him what N stood for, he said it stands for the creeping darkness, Naira Lithotep, which is a character from H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, well. <laughs> so I, I find it, either the guy was well-read, <laughs> you know, with all this other stuff about the strange chamber of horrors and the and the whole idea behind the, the Lovecraftian vampiric type of thing, but it, it certainly took me aback because I, I, I thought about the Nyarlathotep. I, I looked up Nyarlathotep after my encounter, and it all fit who this guy, uh, he was very, very creepy, slimy kind of... Uh, 
kind of uh, sarcastic. It, it, it's an amazing tale, and I could get into it with you, but I want to hear more from you coming up. We're going to take a break. Nick Redfern, my guest tonight on Ground Zero, one of my favorite writers for 14 Magazine. He's also written The Real Men in Black. You may need to look that book up and buy it. Fantastic book about the men in black. They're not cartoons. They're very real. They exist, and they could show up at your doorstep at any time. We'll be back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero. Got an opinion? Call KXL now. 503-417-9KXL or 877-733-1011. Are you among the many people who suffer from sleep disorders such as insomnia, obstructive sleep apnea, or snoring? These are problems that are not only disturbing your rest, they could be affecting your health. If you've reached the point where you're seeking a solution, I strongly suggest that you seek the help of a board-certified sleep specialist, Dr. Keith Ironside, with Oregon Sleep Specialists. Dr. Ironside's 30 years of medical experience in sleep medicine qualifies him to diagnose and recommend the appropriate treatment. For your convenience, Oregon Sleep Specialists can provide you with a self-administered home sleep test that can be carried out in the privacy and comfort of your own home and costs about the same as a copay. And with Oregon Sleep Specialists, you don't need a referral and most types of insurance are accepted. So if you think you need help to better sleep, contact the Oregon Sleep Specialist at 866-285-4245 or find out more on the web at orsleep.com. Oregon Sleep Specialist, improving your health through better sleep. Call Oregon Sleep Specialist at 866-285-4245 or orsleep.com. You've worked hard to build your company from the ground up, but what happens when that bargain roofing job fails? Your roof leaks and your ceiling is damaged, not to mention the business lost from ruined merchandise and no customers. And what if your bargain roofer is uninsured? Why take chances? McDonald & Weddle has been protecting businesses from water damage for almost 90 years, and they'll protect yours too, 24-7. At McDonald & Weddle of Portland, their business is roofs, and only roofs. In fact, McDonald & Weddle does some of the most unique roofs in the region. From historical restorations, solar, to high-rise commercial and industrial jobs. Or go green with Portland's finest eco-roof system. McDonald & Weddle cares about the local environment. They support our local environment and contribute to stream rehabilitation and watershed protection. They recycle most of the materials they remove from job sites into other useful products. For more information, go to McDonaldWeddle.com. McDonald & Weddle, making good eco-sense, keeping you covered since 1921. On Tuesday, Becky was sick. On Wednesday, she was gone. I was there for my son's first breath and his last. The infection spread so fast. David got it when he was 13. Terry was only five. Parents need to know. There is something they can do. Preteens and teens are at greater risk. School nurses nationwide urge you to listen to the voices of meningitis. Get preteens and teens vaccinated against this rare but serious disease. To learn more, go to voicesofmeningitis.org. A KXL programming reminder. When the weather turns nasty, KXL provides over 450 traffic and weather reports each week. Check back frequently and don't miss a thing. Your news, traffic, and weather station. News Radio 101 FM KXL. In 1977, an 8-year-old boy picked up the game of golf from his father. The odds of that same boy winning the U.S. Open twice... One in 1.2 billion. 
The odds of him having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. Ernie Els encourages you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. To Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101 KXL. Business as usual in the apocalypse. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Tonight my guest, Nick Redfern, the real men in black, talking about these agents, these sinister agents, dark manifestations, if you will. And uh, we were talking about the first reports of the Men in Black and how they would materialize in this chamber of horrors. You know, I, I found uh, the area of the Bible where it talks about it's called, uh, it's actually the book of Isaiah. Uh, and actually, it's kind of, I guess, they're they're kind of like the Nephilim. Is there any, uh, is there any kind of uh, relationship with these Men in Black and perhaps the Nephilim that we hear about? Um, well, I mean, it's interesting you say that, Clyde, because, I mean, when we look at you know, the Men in Black mystery, I mean, people kind of view it as largely a modern-day phenomenon, you know, but when I talk about sort of parallels with earlier cases and mysterious characters in black, you know, turning up centuries ago, um, you know, the whole thing about the Men in Black is they're kind of enigmatic, powerful characters that seem highly manipulative, and, you know, and you can... I don't necessarily sort of pull this directly out of, you know, things like the Nephilim, but certainly... You know, you can find examples in a lot of religious texts, you know, not just the you know, Christian Bible, of sort of enigmatic characters turning up and, you know, manipulating events or meeting people and, you know, putting them on different pathways and things like that. So, you know, I think some of these, you, you can conceivably look at them from the perspective of the men in black in the sense that they follow out kind of like a similar regime, if you like, of, uh, of how they sort of operate. Would you consider them, because I know I've heard people say they're alien. I don't think they're alien, but do you think they're alien, or are they more vampiric? Yeah, my personal view is, you know, I mean, people use words like the paranormal or the supernatural. You know, they band him about a lot without really having an understanding of what they mean. And truly, if we're honest with ourselves, I don't think we do have a full understanding of what, quote, the paranormal is. But if you, you know, if you put me on the spot, I would say... There's no doubt in my mind that at least some men in black can be traced back to government agencies. And I actually think there's some evidence to suggest the government people sometimes may well exploit the weirder aspects as a means to cover their own tracks. Um, Perhaps sort of throw people off the trail and uh, they'll say, well, this is all craziness. People are making stuff up. Nick Redford, my guest tonight on Ground Zero. If you have any uh, questions for Nick tonight, we'd love to hear them. 503-417-9595. 503-417-9595. That's 503-417-9KXL. Or you can call anywhere in the United States, 1-877-733-1011. Nick Redford, Tonight on Ground Zero. And uh, we're going to discuss the Men in Black, some very interesting aspects and strangeness. Have you had an experience with a shadowy figure? Perhaps a man in black? We'd like to hear from you tonight. We'll be back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero. News 101 KX. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. In 1977, in Johannesburg, South Africa, an eight-year-old boy picked up the game of golf from his father. By the age of nine, he was already outplaying him. The odds of that same boy then making it to the U.S. and European pro golf tours? One in seven million. The odds of the Big Easy winning the Open Championship once and the U.S. Open Championship twice? One in 780 million. The odds of this professional golfer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. Ernie Else encourages you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. The most news, the most traffic, the most weather, 24-7. This is FM News 101 KXL. KXL News Time 930. Fox News Radio, I'm Sanchi Ingrasso. President Obama's speech on jobs before Congress is reset to next Thursday, September 8th. After House Speaker John Boehner wouldn't grant his request for September 7th, the night of a Republican presidential debate. The president will visit hurricane-damaged New Jersey on Sunday after signing a disaster declaration for the Garden State as a result of the record flooding caused by Irene. As for the water itself, it is filled with sewage, it is filled with sludge, it is uh, creating quite a mess. Someone who stepped into the river told me that he now has a rash on both legs. Fox's David Lee Miller. One Gaddafi son, Saudi says, peace talks are underway. Saif al-Islam, the other prominent son of Colonel Gaddafi, he has been speaking on a Syrian-based channel. And incredibly, Saif al-Islam has been saying resistance is continuing, and in his words, victory is close. Sky News reporter Lisa Holland. Fox News, we report, you decide. From Portland's breaking news, traffic, and weather station, FM News 101 KXL, I'm David Martin. Good evening. The third-ranked Ducks of Oregon take on LSU this Saturday, and you can hear the game right here. Jerry Allen with a call on FM News 101 KXL, pregame for kickoff at 5. That's this Saturday. Go, Ducks. For the home of the Ducks, so I can get away with saying that once. Uh... Right now, it's Portland's most traffic, 24-7, I-5 in good shape, and Wilsonville through the curves and up to Delta Park on the east side, I-84, the Banfield's trouble-free, six minutes is all between I-5 and I-205, and no delays on I-205, the entire 37-mile stretch. On the west side, sunset looks fine out near 185th, and just the usual six minutes between 405 and 217, and Highway 217 right now, trouble-free. 
Rod Hill has your KXL forecast. Starting to warm things up tomorrow, at least a little bit. Uh, if you're going to be outside tonight, any rain chance will be ending. It'll get down into the 40s, not lying areas tonight. Tomorrow afternoon, sun in 76. I'm KGW News Channel 8 meteorologist Rod Hill for KXL. 57 in Portland. Check back two, three, four times a day and don't miss a thing. Set a button for FM News 101 KXL. That's it. We're wasting valuable time and money running all over town for our printing needs. Might I suggest Phoenix Media? They're high quality, easy to work with, and a one-stop shop with quick turnaround. So, can they handle? Postcards, posters, business cards, brochures, stationery, stickers, banners, flyers, catalogs, rack cards, tickets, door hangers. Okay, I like it. Are they local? Southeast 11th in Portland or at phoenixmedia.com. My job just got a whole lot easier. When it comes to audio and video systems, one size doesn't fit all. Whether it's TV and music in every room or the latest way to hear what's on your iPod, Encore's got you covered. At Encore Audio Video, they're the right size for whatever system fits you. They're big enough to offer a wide selection of competitive pricing, yet small enough to provide expert personal service. Encore Audio Video at Northwest 16th and Gleason. The right size for your sight and sound solutions. More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero Radio on FM News 101 KXL.
Mike Lewis. And this is Ground Zero. Tonight, my guests, Nick Redfern, the real men in black. You want to call in tonight and ask a question of Nick, you can call in at 503-417-9595. That's 9KXL. Or 1-877-733-1011. The men in black aren't cartoons. They're not comics. They're not funny. They are real phenomena, and they may just show up at your doorstep when you're not looking. Or hide somewhere in the bushes. Jump out at you when you're least expecting it. We have Nick on here to talk to us about it. Nick, you know, we were talking earlier about the um, the darkness that surrounds these characters. When you're looking at um, pop culture and how they depict the man in black, I mean, we always look at the MIB Spielberg thing. But, you know, there have been other depictions, like there's Dark City, there's uh, The Matrix, and The Observers from Fringe, and The Adjustment Bureau, the new movie that came out. Oh, it's not that new, but it was a few months ago. Yeah. Which characterization do you think is the most accurate? Um, to be honest, Clyde, I would say the, the MIB in Dark City. I think the the way they're sort of portrayed um, is probably the closest, at least, to the way the witnesses describe them. You know, in that film, they look sort of pasty, white, ill, you know, and uh, they sort of prowl around at night, and they have this sort of menacing attitude, and, and they even seem to have sort of power over the mindset of the person you know a lot of people have talked about how you know they've let the men in black in the house late at night when they come banging on the door and it's only after the mib have gone that the person thought you know why on earth did i open the front door why did i let those person people in why did i forget to ask for an id card right. it's almost like the mib are able to sort of control our thought processes and common sense mm-hmm. factors as well and certainly in dark city you know the the MIB look weird, act weird, act menacing, look menacing, and do seem to have that ability to control people. So I'd say that's probably the best imagery of the MIB, you know, rather than the sort of tough guy, special agent look, if you like. That's interesting because the one who I met, Mr. N, I met him at uh, a bar called the Rialto in downtown Portland. And he said to me, the reason why he, I said, why did you come to me? He says, uh, I didn't come to you. You wanted me to come to you. And I said, why? And he said, well, we smoke the same cigarettes, and we eat the same salad dressing, and we talk about the same things. And he, it was almost as if he was trying to mimic me. Wow. And he, and he was using phrases like sheeple and, you know, all the things that I'd use on my radio show. He'd say, you've used terms like that before, haven't you, Clyde? And, uh-huh. you know, all this stuff. And it just creeped me out because it was almost as if I was talking to a darker side of me. And, you know, I wasn't much into H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, not by any stretch of the imagination, but still, it just seemed to me that whatever I would talk about, he would mimic it in more darker sort of way. It was kind of like Mirror Mirror in Star Trek, where, you know, he was there, he was bald, he was white, pasty, he had these really piercing eyes and a very, very soft voice. It was very, it was very bizarre. You know, it was kind of a effeminate voice, and um, it, was, it was strange. I'm going to go to a call right now. Let's talk to Joe. Hi, Joe. You're on Ground Zero. You're on with Nick Redfern. Go ahead. Hi. Yeah. Hi. I'm. Uh, my name is Joe, obviously, and uh, I'm actually a, a bivocational youth pastor. I, I usually catch the show on the way home from service. Um, I've uh, being in the church world. Um, 
everything that you guys are, are describing about and, and talking uh, pretty well mirror uh, people's descriptions of demonic, ma- what they would call a demonic manifestation that they've had in their own personal life, uh, uh, a demonic uh, encounter of a of a, a dark figure with with uh, mm-hmm. you know that pasty white flesh and even that the, the smell of brimstone. I've, I've even heard that uh, in the church world. What do you think of that, Nick? He's he's basically saying that people come in contact with demonic entities. Those are the men in black. Yeah, that's actually an interesting thing that Joe brought up. I mean, I actually have a whole chapter on the book of, on people who do believe the you know the men in black mystery isn't sort of extraterrestrial or interdimensional, <laughs> but it, that it is literally like a a demonic deception, <clears throat> excuse me, demonic deception, or like a demonic infiltration. And I mean, two of the things I point out in that chapter is there are a number of people who have had who had men in black encounters, including the original guy who kicked it all off, Albert Bender, were heavy users of Ouija boards. And there are also cases that I cite in the book where in the immediate aftermath of the experiences, like in the next few days or week after the experience with the MIB, the person suffered quite violent poltergeist activity in the home, which, you know, is very difficult to reconcile that with you know somebody from the pentagon you know doesn't square and arguably yeah. doesn't sort of square with the extraterrestrial angle you know why should that be tied in with ouija boards you know and i and i always say to people you know don't take these sorts of phenomena lightly you know because if you're not careful you know potentially you can open doorways to who knows what you know well yeah, and, absolutely. that's interesting you should bring that up too because you know i I'm a person who has used Ouija boards in the past. I mean, I I'm, I consider myself a medium, and I haven't really had any bad experiences. So maybe it, it, that's it. You know, you sought me. You know, you that's that's what he told me. He says you were seeking me, and I really, I don't think I was seeking him intentionally. Maybe I conjured him. Maybe I brought him to me. Uh, but it was enough. I mean, I I actually offered him to come on my radio show, and he said he would, and then he didn't show up. He just didn't show up, and then uh, he met me again on a street. Uh, and I couldn't believe he followed. It was like I thought he was following me. He met me again. And he says, "I'll do your radio show," but he says you have to disguise my voice. And and so he came on and he did it. And uh, he actually, Nick, I'll tell you the truth. He actually predicted nine eleven on my show. He said that that uh, there'd be a great city. He said that he compared he compared himself to one of the angels of Sodom and Gomorrah. Huh. And, and he said that we have the power to use all the elements to destroy that which we find to be imperfect in our eyes. And wow. the great city will burn and there will be chaos and we will learn our roles after the great city burns, he says. <laughs> this was back in 1999. Wow. So he could be a very demonic character, very much mm-hmm. so, Joe. And, and, and wow. Nick. So there you go. Do you, do you, can, I, can I say one more thing here? Sure. As, as far as the levels of... of of government and then just the just the, the kind of encounters that people have on a very personal level um, again I'm, I'm I'm a pastor so I, I just kind of approach it from this aspect but the Bible is is pretty clear that there is what's called uh, what what the Bible calls principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in, in high places and that mm-hmm. and that I, I believe that that really is talking to even about places of government I so agree. when it really it wouldn't really surprise me that that uh, they have maybe even infiltrated on a on a governmental level. What would you say to that, Nick? What would you say about uh, government infiltration of the men in black? It, I, I believe it's so, and I could name a man in black, but I'm not going to do it until a later show, but I have a feeling I know one of them. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I think one of the things we have to be aware of is that over the years, there's, there's absolutely no doubt, and certainly the Freedom of Information Act has shown this, that government agencies have dabbled in the occult. And, you know, there, at times they've even um, employed, off the record at least, occultists. I mean, there's a lot mm -hmm. of stories and rumours about Alistair Crowley having been um, sort of like a, a, an off-the-record employee of British intelligence. Um, during the uh, early stages of the Second World War. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of phenomena that government agencies have looked into. For example, the U.S. Army um, declassified a number of files a few years ago on their research into witchcraft mm -hmm. and to determine if that could actually be employed as a real tool of warfare. So, What about you know, John D. and Ed Kelly? Well, exactly, yeah. And I think, you know, if you're dabbling into these areas and you're, you know, opening portals or doorways and you're not really sure what's going on, you know, even the governments, you know, potentially could let something in and then it begins to wreak havoc. You know, I don't, right. I don't deny that possibility at all. all right. Well, thank you, Joe, for the call. Thank you. You know, and, and that, you know, you bring up other people who may have opened doorways. You look at Jack Parsons, yeah. L. Ron Hubbard, yeah. you know, what they did out in the desert. They were trying to summon something and they believed yeah. that the portal opened and an alien got through or something that looked like one. Something that looked well, yeah, like... I mean, yeah. yeah, that story all goes back to sort of like um, originally with Crowley, you know, when he conjured up this entity known as Lamb, which looks like the, you know, the second cousin of the creature on the front of Whitley Strieber's communion, you exactly. know, sort of large head and eyes and sort of little shoulders, etc. Et um, you know, and um, and then, of course, Parsons, you know, with Hubbard for a while at least, sort of uh, embroidered on this and did further... Um, uh, operations if you like you know to to conjure up entities and of course it all ended pretty badly for parsons when he blew himself up or was blown up in his lab in in california in 52 so exactly they they actually revered him they gave him a mountain name on the dark side of the yeah. moon oh, yeah. some who would, who would appreciate something like that but maybe some alien life form you know that knows <laughs> that knows who they are it, yeah. it, there are a lot of dark occult practices going on in government and and uh was, was did that all originate with the Nazis? I mean, the Nazis were the ones that were doing a lot of the occult work. Yeah. I think I think it's certainly a great deal of it stemmed from them because you know at the end of the Second World War, a lot of scientists and military people were sort of offered you know the deal you can't refuse. It's like work for us or be tried as a war criminal. You know, mm -hmm. and that's what happened with a lot of the paperclip scientists who were brought over from Germany. You know, mm -hmm. to work at places like White Sands. Now, of course, a lot of their work was just regular rocket-based research you know the, the uh, germans are doing a lot of highly advanced like the v1 and the v2 rockets in the you know the latter stages of the war mm -hmm. um but you know there's again intelligence has demonstrated intelligence files have demonstrated the germans were sort of you know on the on the uh, track of like ancient artifacts um, religious artifacts things like that but also deeply digging into the occult um and, you know, the fact that from the 50s onwards, the U.S. government started digging more into things like ESP and um, remote viewing, psychic phenomena. The fact that it was all post-war, you know, does suggest to me that they picked up probably on something and then sort of expanded on it, thinking, well, if there's some sort of espionage or intelligence capital to be gained, let's look at it at least. And, um, mm. you know, and people like Parsons, you know, the rumors about Parsons having been sort of consulted by the intelligence world as well, you know, on sort of esoteric matters also. It just, I think people would, uh, if they knew the truth about the occult nature of a lot of government, they would probably understand why.
people are seeing things like men in black show up at their doorsteps being harassed, those types of things. Nick Redford, my guest tonight on Ground Zero, talking about the real men in black, the stories, the occult conjuring, the arrival. They're out there, and they patrol the streets at night. They patrol your dreams. They are supernatural beings that go door to door. This is a very, very frightening subject, especially for people who have had experiences with these dark entities. Some people even call them the shadow people. If you have any experience with those groups or any of that, we'd like to hear from you. 503-417-9595 or 1-877-733-1011. They're very real, they're very powerful, and they're very intimidating. Tonight on Ground Zero, Nick Redfern's The Real Men in Black will have more tales to tell coming up. Don't go away. Got an opinion? Call KXL now. 503-417-9KXL or 877-733-1011. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Oh, where, oh, where has my dog's food gone? Oh, where, oh, where can it be? By nature's the brand I can't find anymore. Oh, where, oh, where can it be? If you've been buying all-natural or organic by-nature dog food and can't find it anymore, I can help. If you've never heard of by-nature dog food and you love your dog as much as you do the rest of your family, you should be feeding that lucky dog by-nature. Your dog is no different than you are. They are what they eat. By-nature has no corn, wheat, or soy. It does have all the vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants that promote a strong immune system and a better, longer life. To find out more and the store nearest you, go to BuyNatureDogs.com. Go to BuyNatureDogs.com and enter to win free dog food for a year. And while you're there, check out the limited time offer. That's BuyNatureDogs.com. Live from Progressive. Flo here. With more discounts than ever before, Progressive can save you a lot of money on your car insurance. Savings. Oh, you can get bigger savings than that. Savings. That's close, but you can really save a lot of money. You're going to get some savings, savings, Much savings. better. Discounts for safe driving, owning a home, and more. Now that's Progressive. Call or click today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and its affiliates. Mayfield Village, Ohio. Prices vary based on how you buy. Discounts not available in all states or situations.
Are you among the many people who suffer from sleep disorders such as insomnia, obstructive sleep apnea, or snoring? These are problems that are not only disturbing your rest, they could be affecting your health. If you've reached the point where you're seeking a solution, I strongly suggest that you seek the help of a board-certified sleep specialist, Dr. Keith Ironside, with Oregon Sleep Specialists. Dr. Ironside's 30 years of medical experience in sleep medicine qualifies him to diagnose and recommend the appropriate treatment. For your convenience, Oregon Sleep Specialists can provide you with a self-administered home sleep test that can be carried out in the privacy and comfort of your own home and costs about the same as a copay. And with Oregon Sleep Specialists, you don't need a referral and most types of insurance are accepted. So if you think you need help to better sleep, contact the Oregon Sleep Specialist at 866-285-4245 or find out more on the web at orsleep.com. Oregon Sleep Specialists, improving your health through better sleep. Call Oregon Sleep Specialists at 866-285-4245 or orsleep.com. Coach Matt Burke here. Small business owners, let's huddle up. When you're on the court, you're a real pro. You excel at running your business, selling your products and services, and delivering value to your customers. But when it comes to finance, in most cases, your game could really use some professional help. CPAs can help you with your taxes. Bankers might provide you a loan. But who takes a deeper look at your numbers, helps you understand the trends, and translates that into something that you can actually use? Introducing Finance Coach by Fairway America. We've helped hundreds of business owners over the past 20 years. We know that finance is not your game of choice, and we know how limiting that can be, especially when you need to get a loan. But it doesn't have to be that way. Join us for a free educational webinar to learn three game-changing insights to financing your small business. To learn more, simply text the word FAIRWAY to 818181. You can win the game of small business finance. Text FAIRWAY, that's F-A-I-R-W-A-Y, to 818181, and here's to your success. This is Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, weeknights at 9, only on KXL. Lewis. Tonight, Nick Redford's on the program, The Real Men in Black. I know uh, we were talking in the last, before the last break, about the Nazis and about uh, Parsons and about the occult and conjuring up of these men in black or these demonic entities. I remember a story, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, I read it somewhere, about the governor of Danzig uh, had said that he remembered Hitler pleading with some imaginary entity that only he saw and he called him the new man was that a man in black story well it could be i mean it kind of sounds like that you know i think he, Hitler was supposed to have said something he's he's seen the new man and he feared him or something like that yeah and it does sound you know i mean the story is as, as i know it at least you know isn't that detailed but it does sound like he had some sort of meeting or encounter, you know, with a mystery figure. And, you know, there have been a number of cases like this through recorded history where people who've played some sort of significant role in, you know, development of different aspects of society or whatever has received a visitation from, you know, a mysterious stranger, you know, that's influenced. I mean, you can go back into sort of the 15th, 16th century and look at stories of alchemists. There are actually a number of interesting stories of alchemists on file where they would be visited late at night, you know, by somebody in a black cloak who would warn them uh, about the hazards of dabbling in, you know, um, esoteric phenomena, if you like, like um, like alchemy. And, you know, you, you could easily, when you read these accounts, upgrade them to sort of like a modern motif of 
the men in black turning up, you know, there's actually not that much difference, really. It's just the term men in black, you know, is more of a modern day one. So a lot of these earlier cases that I think could well be connected have kind of gone under the radar, really. Because I remember uh, the story, because I, I used to read, like, Toland's books. I used to read the paranormal Nazi connections and all that stuff when I was younger. And I just remember that story, and I remember something about how Hitler used to scream uh, scream in bloody terror he would scream i'm killing as many as i can how how you know what am i supposed to do and, he, and it was almost as if he was being directed by some unseen entity to commit the murders that he did well you know i mean this is i mean this is one of the things that you know a lot of people bring up about the nazis is that they were heavily heavily influenced by occult phenomena you know they had whole units that were going out looking for ancient artifacts and things like this and they were heavily clued up on ancient mythology and uh, folklore and, and that and ancient traditions so in that sense you know they're they weren't just a bunch of guys dabbling you know in other words they, they were sort of deeply involved in this to where they as i said had units and different branches that i mean were really sort of following these different areas yeah it, it just uh, it, it just seems to me that it, most of the modern men in black stories were happening, I guess, after World War Two. Yeah. And and it seems you know when you hear about paperclip, we brought up paperclip, and you hear about how they funneled at least two thousand Nazis, some of them scientists, but a lot of them intelligence, and a lot of them doing human experiments with LSD and other drugs yeah. on people. It makes you wonder just what was brought over. What what you know? Not only did they bring over their their thugs. But they also brought over their magic as well. Well, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, Clyde, you know, you bring up that, the LSD angle because, I mean, a lot, of a lot of interesting research has been done into things like LSD and DMT for opening portals and doorways, you know, not just hallucinating, but actually being able to access different realms in an altered state. Fascinating. Nick Redfern's my guest tonight on Ground Zero. We're talking about the real men in black. You never knew that there were so many aspects to this phenomenon. The idea of opening up the portal, opening up the mind for the arrival of these sinister characters. They've been known as the Revenants, the Refame, the, ne the Nephilim, sometimes even uh, known as the vampires who show up in the night. You must invite them in, demonic presence. There are many people who have had experiences with these characters, and there are many people who may have questions about what they do and what their modus operandi is. Tonight, Nick Redfern is that expert, and he wants to hear from you, and I do too, because share some stories about this 503-417-9595 or 1-877-733-1011 taking your calls we'll be back with more keep it here on ground zero station is affiliated with America's top-rated news and talk programming, Fox News. You are hearing that station, News Radio 101 FM KXL, Portland's exclusive station for Fox News Radio and your breaking news traffic and weather station.
1977, an eight-year-old boy picked up the game of golf from his father. The odds of that same boy winning the US Open twice, one in 1.2 billion. The odds of him having a child diagnosed with autism, one in 110. Ernie Els encourages you to learn the signs of autism at autismspeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. The most news, the most traffic, the most weather, 24-7. This is FM News 101 KXL, Portland, Vancouver, Salem. KXL News Time is now 10 o'clock. Fox News Radio, I'm Bill Vitka. What the White House wanted is not what the Speaker wanted. It was next Wednesday when the President planned to announce a new job initiative at a joint session of Congress. But Speaker John Boehner had other ideas. He said no to next Wednesday. Now the White House has said yes to Boehner. And at least part of the narrative is a muddle because next Wednesday is also a Republican presidential debate. People start to wonder if politics were involved. Uh, was the President of the United States trying to trump this GOP debate? Was John Boehner trying to protect that GOP debate and have the President to speak another night? Or better yet, maybe he was just saying, look, operationally, it's hard to do. Uh, I'd rather uh, you do it the next day. Was the Speaker sort of trying to tweak the president just a little bit saying, you know, you don't come into our house and tell you when, when and where we're going to do things. Any one of those things could possibly be true. Fox Radio's Chad Pergram. After talks with Boehner's office, the White House said the speech will be a week from Thursday, first night of the new NFL season. The decision by Boehner to deny the president permission to speak is believed to be without precedent. Katya is now a hurricane. It's far out in the Atlantic, but it could be a threat to the U.S. East Coast. The latest fire that broke out in Texas is barely 30 hours old and has already destroyed more than three dozen homes and scorched 6,200 acres in the Possum Kingdom Lake area. The fuel in the grass is just really extremely dry and it's just hard to get a handle on it when the weather conditions are like they are. We're looking at uh, temperatures over 100 degrees. April Saginaw is with the State Forest Service. They say the only real relief on the Texas fire line would be a tropical storm, even a hurricane. All the remaining charges against former baseball star Barry Bonds have been dropped by the feds. Papers filed the day after Bonds' conviction on obstruction of justice was upheld by a judge. You're listening to Fox News Radio. Fair and balanced. This is the Evening Update from FM News 101, KXL. And I'm Dave King. KXL News Time is now 10.02. The founder of Zupan Markets died this morning from injuries that he suffered when his motorcycle was hit head-on by a suspected drunk driver. Among those mourning him today is Vince Torsha, owner of Sheridan Fruit Company, who worked with John when he was just 16 years old. John and I worked in the retail department for, for, you know, for a little while, and he's been a good friend. He's a member out in Columbia Edgewater, where I belong. You know, any time I've ever seen him, I have nothing but good things to say about him. He's always been a good person. Dorsha says, well, people will remember about Zupan is a strong work ethic and outgoing personality. Meanwhile, the driver who caused the accident may now be facing a manslaughter charge in addition to DUI. He's also in jail on an ice hold, meaning that he's suspected of being in the country illegally. A residential fire in Damascus caused $150,000 in damage this evening. A neighbor called in the blaze after checking out the cracking and popping noises that he heard. Firefighters found an entire side of the house burning when they arrived. They were able to contain the fire to the deck and kitchen. Investigators have yet to determine the cause. A body is found floating in the Columbia River. David Martin now with the details. The startling discovery happened this afternoon. A couple of 
people were at Marine Park, which is the boat launch here in Vancouver, and they saw a deceased person floating in the river near the pilings. Captain David James with Vancouver Fire says the Clark County Sheriff's dispatched a boat they had on the water. Also sent to the scene were rescue swimmers and an engine company, but when they arrived... They determined that the person had been in the water long enough. There was nothing medically that we could do for them. The medical examiner says the body is a white male about 40 years old. Kim Cap with Vancouver Police says that's all they know so far. David Martin, FM News, 101 KXL. The third-ranked Oregon Ducks will be taking LSU, taking on LSU this weekend. You can hear all the action with Jerry Allen right here on FM News, 101 KXL. Pre-game on Saturday is at 4 o'clock and kickoff at 5. Coming up, it's more Ground Zero. We've got Clyde Lewis standing by with the second hour of his broadcast. That's straight ahead for you. KXL News Time is 10.04, and we'll take a look at traffic and weather next. I need 5,000 full-color brochures designed, printed, folded, and delivered. Phoenix Media does it. High quality and fast turnaround. I just need 50 posters. At Phoenix Media, no job is too big or too small. They work with every need and budget. I want to work with a nationally recognized firm, but with hometown values. Phoenix Media works with clients all over the country, but they're based right here in Portland on Southeast 11th. Sounds like I found my new one-stop print shop. Phoenix Media, Southeast 11th and online at phoenixmedia.com. In 1977, in Johannesburg, South Africa, an eight-year-old boy picked up the game of golf from his father. By the age of nine, he was already outplaying him. The odds of that same boy then making it to the US and European pro golf tours? One in seven million. The odds of the Big Easy winning the Open Championship once and the US Open Championship twice one in 780 million. The odds of this professional golfer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. Ernie Els encourages you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Portland's most traffic, 24-7. Still looking good on the Portland freeways here on this Wednesday night. No reports of any wrecks or delays, no tie-ups. I-5 right now north and south. Got yourself a clear drive through uh, Delta Park down to Wilsonville. And over on the east side, looks like the Banfield Freeway. About a five- or six-minute drive both directions between Gateway and I-5. West side traffic moving along on both 26 and 217. Now we'll look at your KXL weather forecast. I will call it a chilly alert for tonight. Going to be uh, down to the 40s across many areas if we stay partly cloudy long enough. I do expect uh, some morning clouds in the North Valley to start today. Otherwise, lots of sunshine Thursday afternoon, and we'll start to warm up, hitting 76 degrees. I'm KGW News Channel 8 meteorologist Rod Hill for KXL. We have 55 degrees downtown. I'm Dave King. Be sure and check back several times each day and don't miss a thing. Set a button to FM News 101, KXL, and KXL.com. Hello. You are about to experience Ground Zero, an on-speaker experience. Spoke up and said, Ram.
and this is Ground Zero. Ground Zero coming to you live from FM News 101 KXL in Portland tonight talking about the men in black. Entities, darker entities, perhaps men, perhaps agents, agents of chaos, tricksters, devils, demons, whatever they are. We're trying to find that out tonight with my guest, Dick Redfern, writer of The Real Men in Black. Taking your calls tonight, too, at 503-417-9595. That's 9KXL. Or 1-877-733-1011. Many of us, I'm sure, have had experiences, whether we've dreamt or we have uh, come in contact with something that we knew didn't belong. And that's how it, it, it feels when you come in contact with somebody that's questionable, like a man in black. It feels like they just don't belong. Something peculiar about them. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Nick, I know that I've read a lot of literature on the men in black. What are some of the characteristics of these men in black that people have described? Well, in terms of sort of physical characteristics, Clyde, they're often, I mean, they, they sort of really, st- excuse me, they really stand out. They're very often described as being sort of five to five foot, five tall, like small guys, very thin, skinny, almost anorexic looking to where the clothes kind of hang on them. Um, pale-faced, almost like milk-white skin, you know, looking anemic. Um, they often wear sort of wraparound sunglasses, and when people have been in very close proximity to it, they've been able to sort of peer through the glasses. You know, they've seen these either oddly widely set eyes or, as one person described them, as like bulging thyroid eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they look, you know, although they're obviously, you know, men, their, their skin looks like a, a child's skin in the sense of like no telltale stubble or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just totally smooth skin. Um, now, the other characteristics that many people report, but they're not sure how or why they reach this conclusion, is there's, there's this sort of disturbing and unsettling vibe that comes from them sometimes for no particular reason or with any you know rhyme or reason at all it's just something about their expression that makes a person feel kind of creeped out and you know unsettled by the whole thing that you know there's some sort of malignancy there that they can't put the finger on but it's just you know it's staring them straight in the face and uh, a lot of people have viewed the men in black you know not just not just kind of intimidating from the perspective that, you know, they intimidate, 
but from the perspective that there seems something wrong about them that they just cannot pinpoint, but they, they know it's there. What about the metallic voice phenomenon? They say they either speak with a metallic voice or they get all worked up about cert, uh, simple things. Like uh, I was reading somewhere, someone actually got all worked up about a, uh, a pen, that you know, the, the ones that, yeah. not a ballpoint pen, yeah. but the ones that, that go click, 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 click. He was freaking out. He was going, wow, this is mine and I enjoy it or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's lots of weird stuff like this where, for example, they don't seem overly familiar with our customs and ways and manners, etc. And, you know, they do, they do strange things, you know. I mean, there are cases, for example, um, w- one of the interesting things is, for example, if you, you know, you, the, the, the typical scenario is somebody gets silenced or intimidated by the MIB. But if you actually stand up to them, it's almost like you freak out the program or put a glitch in the program and they don't know how to respond. Mm-hmm. You know, and that they will make their excuses and get up and leave. And in some cases, they're described as they kind of fumble and stumble, um, you know, as if they're sort of as crazy as it sounds, you know, like their batteries are running down. And they, this often occurs when someone kind of puts like a glitch in the program by standing up to them, which it's almost as if they're programmed to deal in a certain way. And when somebody on the receiving end goes against that, they just, they're not ready for it, and they don't know how to deal with it. So they're expecting you to be intimidated by them, but if you stand up to them, they they immediately get thrown off course. Yeah, and it seems it's almost like a pre-programmed thing. You know, logic would normally dictate they just follow a different path, but they don't. They quickly, you know, and hastily sort of make their retreat. Now, you talk about the ballpoint pen thing. One of the weird things about the men in black, which kind of ties in with trickster phenomena all throughout history is that they often take a souvenir with them um i mean you you can go back into sort of encounters with fairies and things like that in central england you know the middle ages in the 14th 15th century you know the the fairies would come to our world and they would steal something you know they'd often steal babies and leave like what was called a changeling um, which has deep parallels, of course, with today's alien abduction stories. Mm-hmm. And yet when they would take the human being to the fairy kingdom, they would get very angry if anybody tried to bring back a little souvenir. But they used to delight in stealing something from our realm. And if you look at the men in black, they like to do that. There are countless reports on record where the MIB have confiscated, you know, in Look at it from a UFO's perspective. They confiscate drawings or photographs or some sort of little memento. But there aren't really that many differences between the MIB confiscating this or that and tricksters throughout history who kind of delight in stealing things and, and playing sort of malevolent pranks on us, if you like. You were talking about the, the, the fairies stealing babies. That reminds me of the story in England, I think it was in the 1980s or 1990s, about social workers. Oh, yeah. And about how they were saying that there were men in black that were disguised that came to doors saying they were social workers and they would take children. Is there some, any truth to that? Well, I mean, yeah, this is a very weird phenomenon. Um, it, it actually reached, um, you know, pretty uh, sort of, uh, you know, like paranoid proportions at one point. There were a lot of stories going around, floating around the country, about uh, they became known as phantom social workers, men and women turning up on doorsteps, quickly flashing ID cards, claiming to be from, you know, like a government agency, looking into stories of abuse or, you know, like satanic rituals and things like this. Now... The actual sort of ritualistic aspect of it and, you know, rumors of killings and sacrifices, none of this was ever proved at all. Um, But countless people did 
come forward to talk about, you know, how they said that they'd received visitations that, that sound very much like the men in black, you know. But again, the, the thing is, because there was no UFO connection, most people, and certainly the police and everybody that investigated them, didn't make that connection. But, I mean, the parallels are so so similar, you know, just people turning up on the doorstep, flashing ID cards on... You know, so did children really disappear and, didn't, and they were never heard no. from again? Because it was I I, I remember re- I think I read it in fourteen times where mm-hmm. they actually showed pictures mm-hmm. of these so-called social workers and they looked like Quakers. They, yeah, th- there may have been a couple of cases where people you know children did vanish, but I mean certainly it wasn't children vanishing left, right, and centre. It was more to do with um, sort of ritual abuse and the, the idea of you know sort of. Um, Groups of people abusing children. Sacrificing children to Satan, right? Yeah, like a network type thing. That that was more what it was about. But, I mean, the the weird thing about the social workers was, you know, they obviously weren't real social workers, and just like the men in black, they would sort of fade into the distance, and all attempts to track them down and trace them just completely ended in failure. They, They just did not leave any tracks behind it all kind of reminds me in that movie chitty chitty bang bang where that guy shows up in black he's the child <laughs> hunter and, oh he used to be the rat catcher but then he decided that he'd make more money catching children and and uh, hiding them from the or, or taking them from the king so the king could play with all the toys and there's <laughs> nothing creepier when he goes children i have lollipops lollipops <laughs> and it just reminded me of that story of the MIB social workers in England going door to door, showing up, taking children, and never having, never seeing them again. Yeah, and I mean, again, you, you can draw parallels. I mean, you know, with, as I said, with fairy type stories. I mean, I'm not, you know, everybody today thinks of fairies as, you know, little female characters with wings. That's sort of the modern day imagery. That actually hasn't been around that long, you know. But if you go back, sort of four, five, six hundred years, fairies back then were viewed as sort, you know, the little folk, as they called them. Mm-hmm. They were, they could be as malevolent and, and malicious as they could be playful at times and tricks to light, but they would steal babies, as I said, re- replace them with effigies. They would sometimes, you know, just move things around in the house, steal things. The Morlocks and the Eloy, the Eloy and the Morlocks from stories like uh, they, they lived underground and then you'd send out these furry creatures to lure the children into their uh, homes underground? Yeah. And Yeah, and the other big similarity is that, you know, people would go to the fairy kingdom and they'd come back and... Um, you know, they thought they were gone 20 minutes, two days has gone by. So mm-hmm. you've got kind of the missing time angle that you right. have in abduction stories as well. I remember when I was watching the Teletubbies, and it's because, <laughs> you know, you have a ch- child. All I could see was that story of that those furry creatures that were sent out by, by the Morlocks to take yeah. the children. And I, I wonder if they even knew about that story, that, that they would go out and they'd go, Hi, come play with me. And they take them down into their little homes uh, underground. And it just reminded me that. Give me the willies. Yeah, it is, a bit, it is kind of creepy, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, is creepy. I hate to rain on everybody's Teletubby parade, but those those cats are evil. They, yeah, they are kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Let's go to Tom now. Hold on. Tom, hi. You're on Ground Zero. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Good. Yeah, I actually believe that um, the MIB are working for the government to collect children to give to the uh, aliens to use as their own soldiers. You believe that? Yes, because there, there just can't be that many people on the planet who kidnap children for their own ends, and it just it would make more sense for a 
for the government to get what they want by trying to get rid of the excess population, as it were, to use as soldiers or bargaining chips for aliens. So what you're saying is that they're the collectors. They're they're like yes. they're like uh, they they col- they're they're collecting art. They go in and they collect these people. Yes. Or they change. The, they're wiping their memories. It, or they don't even have to. If you get a child young enough, you can train them to do just about anything you can imagine. Wow. That's a pretty interesting statement, Tom. Thank yep. you for the call. Thank you so much. That's an interesting thought, that they're, they're coming and they're collecting children to give to aliens. Never heard that before. You ever heard of that before, Dink? No, I haven't. I mean, I've got to be honest, there, isn't, there aren't any stories in, in my book at all actually involving children. You know, it's, um, for the most part, it's intimidation of people. Right. I, I haven't come across any cases of actual... Yeah, the only case that I know of, and, and, they, and, they, and it was the phantom social workers who looked yeah. like Quakers. They said they looked like yeah. Quakers. It reminded me of Men in Black stories, seeing them on, oh, yeah, on the doorstep. Are, there's no doubt they're similar. Yeah, exactly. Nick Redfern, my guest tonight on Ground Zero, one of my favorite writers, writes for 14 Times, and also a new book called The Real Men in Black. We're uncovering the issue of the Men in Black, the sinister characters that show up whenever ufos are seen or when something goes down that you're not supposed to be seeing what are they are they custodians of time temporal custodians or are they sinister beings that show up when you invite them into your life the numbers to call tonight 503-417-9595 or 1-877-733-1011 if you've had an experience we'd like to hear about the experience as well because a lot of people have run into these characters on dark streets, or maybe even during the middle of the day. We'll be back. 101 KXL. Are you among the many people who suffer from sleep disorders such as insomnia, obstructive sleep apnea, or snoring? These are problems that are not only disturbing your rest, they could be affecting your health. If you've reached the point where you're seeking a solution, I strongly suggest that you seek the help of a board-certified sleep specialist, Dr. Keith Ironside, with Oregon Sleep Specialists. Dr. Ironside's 30 years of medical experience in sleep medicine qualifies him to diagnose and recommend the appropriate treatment. For your convenience, Oregon Sleep Specialists can provide you with a self-administered home sleep test that can be carried out in the privacy and comfort of your own home and costs about the same as a copay. And with Oregon Sleep Specialists, you don't need a referral, and most types of insurance insurance are accepted. So if you think you need help to better sleep, contact the Oregon Sleep Specialist at 866-285-4245 or find out more on the web at orsleep.com. Oregon Sleep Specialist, improving your health through better sleep. Call Oregon Sleep Specialist at 866-285-4245 or orsleep.com. In 1977, an 8-year-old boy picked up the game of golf from his father. The odds of that same boy winning the U.S. Open twice, one in 1.2 billion. The odds of him having a child diagnosed with autism, one in 110. Ernie Els encourages you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. In 1977, in Johannesburg, South Africa, an eight-year-old boy picked up the game of golf from his father. By the age of nine, he was already outplaying him. The odds of that same boy then making it to the U.S. and European pro golf tours? One in seven million. The odds of the Big Easy winning the Open Championship once and the U.S. Open Championship twice? 
one in 780 million. The odds of this professional golfer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. Ernie Els encourages you to learn the signs of autism at autismspeaks.org. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Got an opinion? Call KXL now. 503-417-9KXL or 877-733-1011. Everyone is in on the secrets, and big things are being planned. Call Clyde Lewis now. Ground Zero. Nick Redford on Ground Zero tonight talking about the men in black. I guess the question that we've overlooked and the one that I guess we could get to now would be, what do you think the purpose of the men in black are? Well, you know, I mean, one of the interesting scenarios, or one of the you know, most prevalent scenarios, because this is based on what the witnesses say, you know, is that their whole goal is to silence people who've had UFO experiences, in other words, to prevent them getting closer to the UFO truth. But when we look at the cases and we address all angles, it actually seems like the silencing might be a ruse. It almost appears to be the case that the, the, the real goal is to provoke terror in the person and create a high state of emotion. And there's some evidence in some cases that these entities could actually be almost like a, like a psychic vampire that feeds on high state of emotion. A number of people have said that when the men in black have visited them and, you know, at the height of the experience, they can feel the MIB's eyes burning into them as their sort of terror levels rise. Right. And they start to feel weak and drained. And as one described it, you know, they felt how probably a diabetic would feel if, you know, they'd miss two meals or something, you know, they start to crash. And a number of witnesses have said that, you know, that when the MIB have left, it's like they're so weak, they've barely got the energy to stand, never mind do anything else. And, and this has led to the scenario that maybe, you know, the actual silencing of the person is a cover, which and the, and the real goal is, as I said, to create a high state of fear. Right. The MIB then literally sort of parasitic, like feed upon in simplistic terms it's like knowing me without knowing me that's yeah, exactly. the feeling is that yeah. they knew me they knew who i was they knew what i liked they knew what i wanted they knew my desires they knew what i was seeking when i was seeking answers uh keeping them from me teasing me uh just looking this way and doing something that way a very trickster mentality uh speaking in riddles a uh, number of things, uh, you know, asking me questions that I knew the answers to, but they wanted me to speak them myself. It's it's all part of this, you know, and, and that's the thing is that, you know, I know I've had debates about their, about the devil and whether or not the devil exists. There's there's a certain type of, I guess, exposure you get when you realize that the devil isn't exactly what they taught you in church. It's not exactly what they teach you uh, in the media. The devil is kind of a confusing entity that pretends to know you but doesn't know you, uh, gives you a choice that isn't a choice. It's almost like a cancellation of thought. It's uh, all non-sequiturs. It seems like they're all non-sequiturs uh, and uh, hypotheticals and uh, potentialities. And I, and I see those type of attitudes uh, that, are, that are prevailing in government now, the all potentialities, the all 
uh, you know, we think for you, don't think for yourself. We program you. We know you, but we don't know you. And we give you what we think you need, what we think you want, and you'll be satisfied with it. And and that's what I'm getting now is that 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 same what I call um, demonic or chaotic uh, attitude uh, in my government, uh, and and what I call the pathocracy, adjusting the evil so it fits the needs of the uh, of the of the few. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, my my own views on you know things like demonology and stuff like that. You know, personally, if people ask me, I don't believe in you know like a literal horned demon with a tail and I, and I don't if people put me on the spot you know if it offends some people fine but i don't believe in a literal heaven and hell right i don't i i think because i think that's sort of too simplistic and fairy tale like i agree but what i do be- what i do believe is that there are other realms of existence and these realms are populated by entities that you know you call the wrong one in you can have a severely bad experience sure. and what i do believe is that ancient man for whatever purpose or for however it came about seemed to have a far greater understanding of these different realms and the and these hostile entities than we do today right you know we view them in simplistic you know if you kill someone you're going to go to this place where there's this horned demon and if you live proper life you're going to go to this place where everything's cool i think what these places if you like are are some sort of realm that ancient man knew about and sh- and tried to reconcile their their nature according to the the belief systems of those periods you know right and they all they all fit the mold and they try to place that that uh, yeah. w- w- that image into what they think is either god or demon nick redford my guest tonight on ground zero numbers to call 503-417-9595 that's 503-417-9kxl or one eight seven 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 three three one zero one one. You've heard us talking about these beings. What do you think? Literally, or metaphorically, or reality? I say they're real, and they do act in this realm. They're with us now, and we have to be aware of them because they're among us. Back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero. KXL. Portland's exclusive source for Fox Radio News. Traffic and weather every 10 minutes on the 7th, going to work and coming home. The largest radio news staff in Oregon, with nonstop coverage 5 to 9 a.m. and 4 to 7 p.m. Don't miss a thing. News Radio 101 FM KXL. The most news, the most traffic, the most weather, 24-7. This is FM News 101 KXL. It's 10.30. Fox News Radio, I'm Sal Gianpresso. President Obama reschedules his job speech before Congress to September 8th. After his request for September 7th, the night of a Republican presidential debate was denied by House Speaker John Boehner. He is the constitutional officer of that branch of government. 
He doesn't come down to the White House and tell the president what to do on certain days. And if the president wants to come to Capitol Hill, uh, he has to have an invitation by the Speaker of the House uh, to speak before a joint session, which always meets in the House chamber. Fox's Chad Bergram. A new Category 1 hurricane's brewing in the Atlantic. Katia. Conditions appear favorable for uh, additional strengthening, and uh, we expect uh, Katia to become a uh, major hurricane uh, by the weekend. Specialist Daniel Brown at the National Hurricane Center. It's too soon to tell whether Katia will threaten land. And Venus Williams pulls out of the U.S. Open because she's diagnosed with Sjogren's Syndrome, an autoimmune disease that causes joint pain. Fox News, we report, you decide. Portland's breaking news traffic and weather station, FM News 101, KXL. Dave King here at 1031. Coming up, it's more Ground Zero with host Clyde Lewis. The third-ranked Oregon Ducks will be taking on LSU this Saturday, and you can hear the game with Jerry Allen right here on FM News 101, KXL. Pre-game at 4 and kickoff at 5 o'clock. Portland's most traffic right here 24-7. Still problem-free out there tonight. Let's get you started on the west side. Traffic free and clear right now on the Sunset Highway between 185th and the Vista Ridge Tunnels. Highway 217 looking good as well between 99W and the Sunset Exit. Over on the east side, I-84 and 205 in great shape. As a matter of fact, on I-205, north and south, you got yourself a clear trip right now between the Glen Jackson and George Abernathy Bridges. And I see we have construction south of town tonight at the Wilsonville exit. That's uh, right there at 283, exit 283, just off of I-5. You'll see a lane or two block there till about 6 o'clock in the morning. Now we'll look at your KXL weather forecast. Beautiful night, but the partly cloudy skies are allowing temperatures to drop off. Uh, places like Hillsboro could be in the mid-40s. The Rose City could drop down close to 50, so you'll feel that when you step outside tomorrow morning. Look for areas of clouds, maybe not solid, and then later in the day, just sunny in 76. I'm KGW News Channel 8 meteorologist Rod Hill for KXL. 59 degrees downtown. News happens fast. Check back two, three, four times a day, and don't miss a thing. Set a button for FM News 101, KXL. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You've worked hard to build your company from the ground up, but what happens when that bargain roofing job fails? Your roof leaks, and your ceiling is damaged, not to mention the business lost from ruined merchandise and no customers. And what if your bargain roofer is uninsured? Why take chances? McDonald & Weddle has been protecting businesses from water damage for almost 90 years, and they'll protect yours too, 24-7. At McDonald & Weddle of Portland, their business is roofs, and only roofs. In fact, McDonald & Weddle does some of the most unique roofs in the region. From historical restorations, solar, to high-rise commercial and industrial jobs. Or go green with Portland's finest eco-roof system. 
McDonald and Weddle cares about the local environment. They support our local environment and contribute to stream rehabilitation and watershed protection. They recycle most of the materials they remove from job sites into other useful products. For more information, go to McDonaldWeddle.com. McDonald and Weddle, making good eco sense, keeping you covered since 1921. More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero Radio on FM News 101 KXL. entities that show up in the night, show up at your doorstep, show up after you look up in the sky and see something strange, 
maybe a ghost or a demon or something you cannot explain. They're always there to tell you you see nothing. You need to move on. Sometimes they're there to deceive you. And tonight my guest Nick Redfern is telling us about just how those men in black operate. Nick Redfern is the author of The Real Men in Black. It's a pleasure to have him on the program. I'm learning more about the men in black than I knew previously. And that's why it's great to have him on this program tonight. We're going to go to some calls now. Let's go to Tony. Hi, Tony. You're on Ground Zero, calling from Portland tonight with Nick Redfern. Go ahead. Yes, how are you doing, Louis? Good. Uh, well, uh, uh, interesting program you have tonight. And uh, I was just, I haven't really thought about this for quite a while. You see, um, about a little over four years ago, I decided to join the Army. Mm-hmm. And while um, at the uh, MEP station, which is the military entrance, um, processing center, uh, you know, getting your medical checks, your shots, making sure you're fit for duty and all that. And I remember getting uh, told to sit in the uh, usual waiting area. I was there for who knows how long. After everyone had left, I was told to go sit in the room and sit uh, or wait for uh, to be seen. Mm-hmm. And I got in there, and these two men uh, walked in, and. I, I guess they they everyone that worked there was wearing military uniform, and these were the only two guys I'd just never really thought about, but until now, but they they asked me a lot of very personal questions, but not so much personal, but they actually seemed like they already knew everything. like they knew about experiences I had in high school, they knew about the whole reason why I was joining the Army, which is rather significant for me, they 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 just asked me these questions, and it's almost as if they, they followed up the question with uh, an obvious answer to what they already knew. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought about anything uh, that they were, uh, you know, interesting. I never saw them again after, after the witch's course. And, what did they look uh, like, Tony? Well, they... I'm not so sure they matched the. Uh, that, that's, that's the thing. I'm not quite sure if they were the uh, MIB or anything. They don't quite match the description as you were talking about earlier. Very vampiric or very pale or anything. They were very short, and I'm I'm about five eight, and they were shorter than me. Uh, they looked uh, really old, but you know, very. They looked old. They acted old, but they had very you know nice skin. That, that was. That was, I guess, one good similarity. Um, I guess the weirdest thing about them was not only that they knew me almost better than myself, but they already knew what I was uh, that where I was going. You see, I, I joined the military to be in uh, military intelligence and eventually go into psyops. Ah. And uh, that's what I wanted to do. And then uh, it was so so strange at the very end of the interview. Uh, they said, well, you'll do very good in the infantry. Good luck there. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to the infantry. And I'm like, okay, no problem, sir. And they left. And after finally finally sitting down with the contractor and the E-7 that was getting me set up to join the Army, he says that I'm going to the infantry no matter what. Even, if my, even though my GT scores were... Well above average, I could have picked any job I wanted in the Army. I had a GT score of 120. You know, know, Tony, it's interesting, and Nick, it's interesting he's bringing all this stuff up about uh, PSYOPs and working for the intelligence regions. 
You know, one of the greatest PSYOP engineers uh, in our military was Colonel Aquino, uh-huh. and he was with the Temple of Set. Um, he was a he was a pretty satanic character, wasn't he, Nick? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, this this kind of goes back to something that we do see, you know, in a lot of um, you know, military applications and organizations. That, you know, I don't think it's always done sort of deliber- deliberately, but a lot of them do often gravitate for intelligence purposes to look at sort of new and novel ways of, you know, um, intelligence gathering. You know, that's precisely why in the 70s and 80s the government was so deeply involved in things like remote viewing, you know, sort of psychically, psychically spying on the Kremlin and things like that. And I think then it's, it's kind of a, or it can be like a rocky pathway where you start then dabbling into other areas and other areas of alternative um, means of gathering data, etc. And then people come to accept these phenomena and then they start incorporating different parts of it into their lives as well. And it becomes like a, like a way of life rather than just, you know, a tool of the military. And I think I think that sort of thing has happened. I think there's evidence for that where people have perhaps been involved in certain operations and then they've essentially, you know, took the belief systems home with them and then incorporated it into their everyday existence as well. So, Tony, did you ever make it into intelligence or did you do infantry? I, they forced me into infantry. And since the whole reason why I was joining the Army was, I was homeless and I was tired of the life I was living and I needed a change. So I, I already planned on joining the military years ago after high school, just never did. And I, as I said, and everyone said, even my recruiters, like, wow, you, I've, in my department, I've, I've never had uh, someone just walk in here and have a GT score higher than 110. And usually anyone higher than 115 GT score, which is based on the ASVAB and other areas of testing, uh, usually you get to choose your own job, and I wanted to uh, maybe, uh, at best, be in the military intelligence or, at the very least, go into CID. Uh, but eventually I was really into, interested in the PSYOPs type of stuff because I knew people that pretty much had jobs in the military where they didn't do anything military-wise. They didn't wear uniforms. They wore suits. They were almost like couriers for very sensitive documents, and that's what I was interested in. And after, it seemed like uh, they almost decided my fate, where after they said, well, good luck in the infantry, you're going to need it, I'm like, I don't want to go in the infantry, and that's where I spent the last four years. Well, Tony, thank you for your experience. It's really good for sharing it. Thank you. Thank you. Have Have a good night. You bet. Let's go to Mike now. Hi, Mike. You're on Ground Zero with Nick Redfern. Uh, um, Well, first... I had a friend of mine that had a had a go around with what he called two demonic female spirits and and uh, sexual spirits, right? And I called. I told him. He says, "I don't know what the world that was." And I said, "Well, in the old language, number one, they're called demons, and in in an upgraded language, they would be called a succubus." Okay. Yep. I know about the succubus. Yep. So I, I kind of tuned him in on that business, but I used that as a platform to tell him about Jesus and say, you don't have to bother with that stuff. And he, he did run him off. Yeah, he did. He resisted and resisted, but he told me it was physical. They, they came after him physically, okay? Mm-hmm. But I, I've talked to a lot of... I've been... My English heritage is called the gift or whatever you want to call it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I had a I when I was using drugs before I became a Christian. I had I had some real go arounds with the with the demonic inspiration, looking into other people's lives and getting them to do things that they normally wouldn't do. Okay, mm-hmm. and the, and the thing that they said about me every time I get around you, you 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 get me doing the doggondest craziest stuff I. I, I would never think of to do. Well, that's not a compliment, as a matter of fact, okay? Mm-hmm. And I remember one specific go-around that I had when I was really stoned and all of that business. Uh, one of them, I had a vision that was true, but I interpreted it wrong. Uh, another one was I was talking to a couple of individuals, and... They got so wound by what was being said to them that it it just it just wound them up like a spring, and they went tearing out of the the apartment that I lived in. And I found out later that one of the girls was driving down, you know, crowded streets at 110 miles an hour, and she was completely out of it. Okay, and I felt very very bad so, about that. Mike, did you come in contact with MIBs, or did you come in contact with any dark uh, I'm, entity? I'm, I'm trying to. That's that was my contact. I didn't see him. Okay, but I would. I wouldn't call them MIBs. What I would call them is demonic forces. That's what. See, I've learned since since I became a Christian and turned my life over to God. I've recognized them for what they really were. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're saying that they're demons. Demons, yeah, D E A M O N S, fallen spirits, fallen angels. Okay, that's okay. exactly what I went up against okay. more than once, and didn't know it at the time. It took God later with the Holy Spirit to show me, mm-hmm. you know, just exactly what was happening in my life, and He gave me visions okay. of peace and love and all of that. One moment, now, Mike. One moment. So, Nick, there you go. Remember, you were talking earlier about how uh, it depends on where you're raised and what you're raised in. You look at uh, the MIB. You look at the MIB. I guess phenomena, and you can say to yourself, they're fallen angels, they're nephilim, they're they're rephaim, they're they're revenant beings, or whatever, or vampires, whichever you want to call them. And uh, I guess you apply your 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 belief systems to them, right, Nick? Yeah, I think people do do that, but I think what it, the important thing it comes down to is that there's no doubt in my mind that there's a genuine phenomenon. You know, the big question is how we interpret it. And it's interesting that, you know, Mike's talking about his friend, you know, with these two female characters, because they're actually, people don't realize this, but there actually are quite a few reports of so-called women in black, you know, and they... Really? There are yeah. WIBs? Yeah, they act. Yeah, I have a whole chapter of that in the book. In the there are a number of cases where they sound just like the men in black. You know, they have this sort of porcelain white skin. They turn up in like a typical black business suit, the type that a woman would wear, um, but very cold, emotionless, and you know they they do the job exactly the same. Now, certainly there are less reports, or at least we have less reports on file. You know, I think it's fair to point out that. You know, when people have had sort of women in black experience. Well, I remember there was a story that I had read uh, a long time. I don't remember even when it was. There was uh, some guy who called himself the Southside Rapist, Mm -hmm. and his name was Dennis Rabbit. And uh, the Southside Rapist said 
when he was being interrogated, why he raped all these women, was because he had been visited by a woman with pale skin in the night who would rape him in his sleep. And there were times when he would recognize it was the the face was kind of a pale, ashen, older-looking woman, and they said it was something like a banshee or a or a sea hag or a or a, a succubus. But then there were times when he said when he was in the midst of being raped by this succubus that the succubus had no head, the the woman had no head, so it was a headless, uh, kind of a headless corpse-like creature that was having a, a having a actually sexual intercourse with him in his sleep. Well, yeah, I mean, again, you know, this sort of parallels a lot of abduction-type stories as well. That's why I think there's a deep overlap and, um, you know, in terms of what these phenomena are. They may all be somehow interconnected and, you know, but again, it's sort of cultural references that, you know, allow us to put them into this category or that category. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting story. Thank you, Mike, for the call. We'll be back with more calls tonight with Nick Redford. We're talking about the men in black, the shadow entities that lurk. Men in Black have also been involved with other great stories I want to get to, such as the Mothman and uh, the Grinning Man stories. So we'll be talking about that coming up as well. one 733 1011 or 503-417-9595. If you've had an experience you want to share with us, or if you have some theories on what the Men in Black might be, I'd like to hear from you tonight. We'll be back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero. When it comes to audio and video systems, one size doesn't fit all. Whether it's TV and music in every room or the latest way to hear what's on your iPod, Encore's got you covered. At Encore Audio Video, they're the right size for whatever system fits you. They're big enough to offer a wide selection of competitive pricing, yet small enough to provide expert personal service. Encore Audio Video at Northwest 16th and Gleason. The right size for your sight and sound solutions. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. On Tuesday, Becky was sick. On Wednesday, she was gone. I was there for my son's first breath and his last. The infection spread so fast. David got it when he was 13. Kelly was only five. Parents need to know. There is something they can do. Preteens and teens are at greater risk. School nurses nationwide urge you to listen to the voices of meningitis. Get preteens and teens vaccinated against this rare but serious disease. To learn more, go to voicesofmeningitis.org. 
Are you among the many people who suffer from sleep disorders such as insomnia, obstructive sleep apnea, or snoring? These are problems that are not only disturbing your rest, they could be affecting your health. If you've reached the point where you're seeking a solution, I strongly suggest that you seek the help of a board-certified sleep specialist, Dr. Keith Ironside, with Oregon Sleep Specialists. Dr. Ironside's 30 years of medical experience in sleep medicine qualifies him to diagnose and recommend the appropriate treatment. For your convenience, Oregon Sleep Specialists can provide you with a self-administered home sleep test that can be carried out in the privacy and comfort of your own home and costs about the same as a copay. And with Oregon Sleep Specialists, you don't need a referral and most types of insurance are accepted. So if you think you need help to better sleep, contact the Oregon Sleep Specialist at 866-285-4245 or find out more on the web at orsleep.com. Oregon Sleep Specialists, improving your health through better sleep. Call Oregon Sleep Specialists at 866-285-4245 or orsleep.com. Nature here. Yeah, yeah, I'm not Mother Nature, just nature. You know, the marketing people think Mother makes my brand more nurturing. Speaking of nature and nurturing, uh, has your dog tried my line of dog food? By nature? By me? By nature? <laughs> Get it? It's all natural or organic, and if you love your dog like you do the rest of your family, your lucky dog should be eating by nature. Yeah, that is so clever. Yeah. Your dog's no different than you are, really. They are what they eat. By nature has no corn, no wheat, and no soy. Zero bad stuff. With a powerful mix of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, it promotes a strong immune system and a healthier, longer life. To find out where to buy By Nature right here in the Portland area, go to ByNatureDogs.com. Go to ByNatureDogs.com and enter to win free dog food for a year. And while you're there, check out the limited time offer. That's ByNatureDogs.com. In 1977, an eight-year-old boy picked up the game of golf from his father. The odds of that same boy winning the U.S. Open twice, one in 1.2 billion. The odds of him having a child diagnosed with autism, one in 110. Ernie Els encourages you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Got an opinion? Call KXL now. 503-417-9KXL or 877-733-1011. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Tonight we're talking about the men in black, what they are, what their motives are, what they do with Nick Redford, my guest. The Real Men in Black is the name of the book. You can get it on Amazon or pick it up uh, wherever great books are sold, like Powell's. Buy that book instead of the Dick Cheney book. Please. Or if you go in looking for the Dick Cheney book, say, I'm looking for the... I can't say it on the air. Memoirs of a Rat. 503-417-9595. Oh, it's building, Dave. It's building. Trust me. It's building now. I see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's building. Every time I see that guy, yeah. 503-417-9595. That's 503-417-9KXL or 1-877-733-1011. Steve Leader actually cornered me about that today. He says, so what do you think about Dick Cheney, Clyde? <laughs> and I just let go. So I just, told Steve and Rebecca about your show a couple nights ago. Oh, really? Yeah. That's probably why he confronted me on it. But he said, I'm quite I wa- sure it is. He says, I want a show. I want to hear it. I want to hear you just spew. I go, okay, I'll spew. Anyway, Nick Redfern's my guest tonight on Ground Zero. 
And, you know, one of the uh, most important cases of uh, Men in Black happened with the Mari Island affair and several others. Do you believe that Mari Island really happened? There's a lot of debate going on. I've talked with a few people. I've even talked with Ken Thomas. He still sticks by the Mari Island affair, and so do I. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think something weird did happen. I mean, Maury Island's sort of one of the, the stranger, most complicated cases of the uh, the early years of ufology. You know, you have this story of um, like a fleet of UFOs seen over um, Maury Island in Tacoma in June 47 and reportedly one of them exploding and sharing debris and materials all over the harbour and, and, and the waters and um killing a dog and injuring a boy and um you know from there then you have kenneth arnold and ray palmer coming out and invest excuse me ray palmer funding arnold to come out and investigate it and then mm-hmm. the air force get involved and they pick up some of the materials and then the two air force guys get killed when their plane blows up on the way back to base um lots of stuff about um sort of surveillance apparently of arnold when he was in his hotel room and um Harold Dahl, one of the players in the story, reportedly silenced by a man in black. And so, you know, I think there's that many strands to it. That, uh, And, of course, one of the bigger players in it, Fred Chrisman, um, who mm-hmm. reportedly found some of the wreckage, was uh, turned up in the Kennedy assassination years later. That's so true. I definitely think there's a lot to this story. Some people even say that Fred Chrisman was a man in black. He probably reported to the, all, the, all the other men in black because he was a double agent of some kind. Uh, Nick Redfern's my guest tonight on Ground Zero. Some fascinating stuff. The guy knows what he's talking about, obviously. We've heard all this stuff in some cases on other shows, and it's great to have Nick on the show. He's educating me on a lot of the Men in Black stuff. If you had an experience that you want to relate and talk about, by all means, call tonight. We have a few people waiting to give their experiences, and we'd like to hear from you. 503-417-9595. That's 503-417-9KXL. Or one eight seven 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 three three one zero one one. As I said, we're going to be getting to people's experiences tonight with the Men in Black, and then I'm going to delve into a little bit of my favorite Men in Black story, and that, of course, is Mothman, Indrid Cold. We've talked about him before. It's time to talk about him again. The mysterious grinning man, and Point Pleasant. We'll be back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero. In 1977, in Johannesburg, South Africa, an eight-year-old boy picked up the game of golf from his father. By the age of nine, he was already outplaying him. The odds of that same boy then making it to the US and European pro golf tours? One in seven million. The odds of the Big Easy winning the Open Championship once and the US Open Championship twice one in 780 million. The odds of this professional golfer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. Ernie Els encourages you to learn the signs of autism at autismspeaks.org. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. The most news, the most traffic, the most weather, 24-7. This is FM News 101 KXL. Portland, Vancouver, Salem. KXL News Time, 11 o'clock. 
News Radio. I'm Bill Vitka. Same speech, not the same day. President Obama planned to present a new plan to create jobs on the biggest stage available, a joint session of Congress, and do it next Wednesday. That was before the White House and Speaker John Boehner had words. Boehner said no to Wednesday. He wrote a letter saying, quote, On behalf of the bipartisan leadership and membership of both the House and Senate, I respectfully invite you to address a joint session of Congress on Thursday, September 8th, 2011, in the House chamber at a time that works best for your schedule. White House officials pushing back saying, look, they gave Speaker Boehner plenty of consultation. Fox's Ed Henry next Wednesday, the night Boehner didn't want, is also the same night as a Republican presidential debate. After some dickering, the White House agreed to change the date to a week from Thursday. There's no other case known to the Senate Historical Office in which a president was refused permission to speak before a joint session. Thursday after this is the first night of the NFL season. Here comes the next one. Tropical Storm Katia is now Hurricane Katia. There's a good chance it'll follow the track of Irene, presenting a danger to the Caribbean and could pose a threat to the U.S. East Coast. One million people still have no power, even as rivers keep rising, bringing more flooding and more evacuations in the wake of Irene. The Passaic River in New Jersey is bursting its banks and will remain at flood stage for days. Forty percent of homes in town have water in their living space. More than 350 homes in town that typically get water in driveways during past flood events have more than 18 inches of water inside their homes. Governor Chris Christie speaking of Patterson, where the president will visit Sunday in his first trip to survey the impact of the storm. A mountain lion picked the wrong place to cross the road. The animal was killed trying to make it across Interstate 405 one of L.A.'s busiest freeways. The line was only 15 months old, had been fitted with a tracking collar, and was under study. You're listening to Fox News Radio, fair and balanced. This is the Evening Update from FM News 101, KXL. I'm Dave King. KXL News Time is now 11.02. The driver that was arrested for causing a head-on crash Monday night on Marine Drive may now face a manslaughter charge because the motorcyclist that he hit, founder and owner of Zupan Markets, John Zupan, died earlier today. And uh, now he has an old friend reflecting on his legacy. It's been a lifelong friendship that started 50 years ago. At that time, a young John Zupan, all of 16 years old, was hired on at Sheridan Fruit Company. Vince Torsha helped train him and says besides being a great guy, Zupan will be remembered for his business smarts. I think that he seemed like that he was a very outgoing person. That would be one thing that, that they should have learned from him. His work ethics were very, very good. And then when he opened up his own markets, I think he was you know, very much into that and I think he did a really a good job. Torsha says even in his teenage years, Zupan demonstrated that he knew a lot about produce. He had learned that from his dad. Torsha says he was a great hire from the start. Rosemary Reynolds, FM News 101 KXL. And the driver is suspected of being in the country illegally. A couple of people discover a body floating in the Columbia River this afternoon. They were at Marine Park in Vancouver, spotted the body near the pilings. Clark County Sheriff's Office had a boat on the water, so they immediately dispatched them. We also dispatched our rescue swimmers and an engine company. Captain David James of Vancouver Fire says the body had been in the water quite a while. Medical examiner has determined it to be that of a white male about 40 years old. Vancouver police say that's all they know so far. Natural gas is no longer seeping into a Hillsborough neighborhood. An overpressurized pipe started venting itself into the area near Northwest 317th and Jackson Street. It is a safety device, and when uh, there's too much pressure on a high-pressure line, this valve vents off that pressure so that it does not damage the smaller distribution line. 
So it's acting as it was designed to do. At Storm Smith of Hillsborough Fire, he says the area was evacuated for about an hour this afternoon. A Tiger neighborhood is fighting the city to keep a beaver dam in place. The dam is on Summer Creek, and the city already removed it once, but the beavers came back and rebuilt it. Neighbors want the city to leave well enough alone. My parents, you know, they live here. They bought it for the waterfront. That's the reason why they got the house. And for that to disappear, it upset me. The city says that this time around, they'll work with the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife before they do anything else. They also say nothing will happen before next spring. Coming up, it's more from Clyde Lewis. We've got Ground Zero, hour number three of the broadcast coming up just around the corner. KXL News Time is 11.04, and we'll get a check on traffic and weather next. Live from Progressive. Next caller. Uh, hey, Flo, so what's up with the snapshot discount? It rewards your good driving habits, and it's our biggest discount ever. Bigger than the safe driver discount? Bigger. Homeowner's discount? Bigger. The phenomenally humongo discount? If it existed, yeah. Wow, that is big. The Snapshot Discount. It's new, it's a big deal, and it's finally here. Learn more at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and its affiliates. Mayfield Village, Ohio. Prices vary based on how you buy. Snapshot is not available in all states. I wanted Tina and my family to be safe, and I wanted to make sure that people would stop driving up my driveway in the middle of the night, so I got a gate. Superior Fence made it happen, and they're the best. Of course, they've got supplies for the do-it-yourselfer if you want to tackle it yourself. I did part of the work myself, but they did the rest, and they made it exactly what I wanted. I got a gate that's solid. I got a gate that has an automatic opener. I got a gate that Tina can open from the house if she decides she wants to let somebody in, and I did it all through Superior Fence. Take a look at what they've done for me and others at SuperiorFence.com or give them a call and have them come out to your house. 503-760-7725. That's 760-7725. Protect the belongings that you leave outside in the yard or in your garage and make sure that the only people who get access to your house are the people you want to invite in. There are free estimates from Superior Fence and they do fantastic professional work. Give them a call at 760-7725 or on the web at SuperiorFence.com. Superior Fence. Portland's most traffic 24-7. Just one problem spot to speak of right now. It's over on the west side of town. A crash in the Garden Home area, southwest Shoals Ferry near 121st Avenue. Traffic around the city light now looking pretty good on the Portland freeways and actually north of town as well. In Vancouver, I-5 north and south. You got yourself a clear trip right now between uh, 134th Street and the Interstate Bridge over on the east side. I-84, the Banfield Freeway is free and clear between the I-5 interchange all the way out to the Troutdale exit. Your KXL weather forecast. Watching falling temperatures tonight. Going to be a chilly start to your Thursday. Uh, could be close to 50 in the city. We'll see areas of clouds turn into a mostly sunny afternoon, a high of 76 degrees. I'm KGW News Channel 8 meteorologist Rod Hill for KXL. And we have got 58 degrees in downtown Portland. Check back several times each day and don't miss a thing. Set a button to FM News 101, KXL, and KXL.com. I mean, some of the scenes you will witness may appear to border on fantasy. Stand by. You have five seconds. Five. Information is free. Four. Three. There is two. Hope. One. The loudspeaker spoke up and said, Wait, Jimmy. The loudspeaker spoke up and said, Wait, Jimmy. Give up. Give up. Give up. 
Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. Tonight we're talking about the men in black. Part of our nightmares, part of our reality. Some people, though, have had the experience with the men in black, and they have it in their reality. They've dreamt about these men. The Grinning Man we talked about on this program a while ago. Also, Slender Man is another character that was created on the Internet. And people are dreaming about Slender Man as well. A grinning, bald, black figure. There's even... Uh, I had a chance to sit with my uh, friends and watch uh, The Lord of the Rings. We watched a, a number of the... We watched two at least because we got too tired. But you know, it reminded me of the Nazgul um, passage from... Um, passage here says they strain their eyes and the shadows seem to grow soon there could be no doubt that the black figures were standing there on the slope looking down on them so black were they they seemed like black holes in the deep shade behind them frodo thought that he heard a faint hiss of venomous breath and felt a thick piercing chill then the shapes slowly advanced dim and dark the shapes became terribly clear they were the Nazgul. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings, part a knife in the dark. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. When those creatures were riding the horses and cowled, it's another version of the men in black. They're always the messengers of doom. Do you get when, I, when you saw the Lord of the Rings, did you get that feeling that that was sort of what was going on with that story, is that they were the men in black? They were the ones that were to find the ring and bring it back to Mordor? Well, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess in a way, Clyde, you, you can sort of apply that parallel. And it's interesting, you know, a lot of sort of fantasy films, sci-fi films that, you know, they, they have sort of archetypal imagery in a lot of them that, you know, just sort of fit this scenario of these, you know, powerful figures, you know, with a, with a set agenda and they're kind of enigmatic to a degree, you know, and they, they, they kind of effortless, effortlessly move sort of between, you know, different scenarios and situations, and they've always got this sort of, you know, agenda going on, if you like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it, it's just so frightening when you see them, when you see them in the films. And, I mean, there, there are a number of men in black in movies and in TV shows. I, uh, I personally love the, the observers in Fringe. Mm -hmm. There was actually a scene where one of them sat down at a restaurant and poured a whole bottle of pepper on his sandwich and ate it because he wanted to feel 
he, he couldn't have any stimulation in his mouth, and so he ate a sandwich like that. Um, I haven't seen um, the Adjustment Bureau yet. I would love to see that film because uh, nothing was scarier than seeing Terrence Stamp standing at the foot of my bed looking down at me. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I'm waiting for him to say needle before Zod. Uh, it, it, <laughs> but it, it just seems to me that they're becoming more and more, they're inserting them again into the zeitgeist, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think, you know, and it's interesting that that happens. And I think possibly one of the reasons why is because, the, you know, regardless of who or what the men in black are, it's, it's sort of powerful imagery. You know, the idea of somebody or a group of people, you know, dressed totally in black, sunglasses, and, you know, looking like they stepped out of some 1950s you know, gangster-type movie, one of these sort of film noir-type scenarios, and... Um, you know, and sort of menacing and rolling, roaming around the streets late at night, you know, and surfacing out of dark alleyways, that sort of thing. It's, it's sort of, you know, it's, 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 it's like provocative imagery, you know, in terms of a suspense uh, situation and scenario. And I think that's why the MIB issue kind of lends itself to a lot of, you know, horror and particularly gothic horror and mm -hmm. conspiracy type stuff, purely because, you know, the imagery is so relevant. Somebody just told me that the Observer sandwich consists of rare roast beef, a shaker of pepper, and 11 habaneros, just in case you're wondering what men in black I'll, eat. I'll pass on that one, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's go to Susan. Let's go to Susan Culligan. Susan, hi. You're on Ground Zero. Hey, Clyde. Hi. Um, I've got an experience that I'd like to get um, Nick's feedback on. Um, this happened to me about five years ago. And to be honest, even before I tell it, I want to say that... To this day, even though there was another witness to this, I still have doubts about what the heck happened mm -hmm. and how real was it, and was it a projection of our psyches? What was it? But I'll, I'll describe it anyway. Um, I had an encounter during this time. You know, Nick talked about how when we open ourselves up to other realms without really knowing what we're doing mm -hmm. you don't it's like opening a door mm. and that's about how i would describe the state of mind i was in back then it was an opening up for me when i opened wide open to things and there were a lot of things happening that were very real and this entity which was more energetic than anything else it wasn't something i could see it was more something we could feel and there were two of us i was with my significant other, um, and he had a lot of experience with the paranormal. I didn't. Um, and I had actually encountered this energetic thing before. It was so powerful that I literally fell to the floor, paralyzed on the floor <laughs> for um, not for very long, but it when this appeared, that's what happened. And this thing started to communicate, and I wanted to communicate with this. I wasn't sure what it is. It was talking in another language, and I wanted to communicate with it. And it even started to communicate through me. And it was at that point that I started having some trouble even breathing. And, and my significant other said, as loud as you could say, no, no, we are not going there, basically. And he called in what he later told me was an angel, and we both witnessed this very bright light 
And I'll never forget that. And he saw it. He pointed in the same place I did. And we, it was like the brightest light I'd ever seen. Hmm. And it, it was a very powerful spiritual experience. But at the same time, it really taught me a lesson because um, it's, it's like, what? I, I didn't feel this was evil. I really didn't. It felt alien. It felt maybe lost. But it didn't feel like a demon, you know, where people talk about. I, I was raised um, in, a, in a church where we heard about demons, and it just didn't feel that way. But it felt like something that could be assisted, and yet I clearly wasn't ready for it. And it did have a physical effect. And so that's what I wanted to ask um, Nick about the physical effects. Um, and, and I've heard other stories of this sort of thing happening to people where it really has an effect on the person who's interacting mm-hmm. with it. When you say physical, you, you mean physical effects on you? You mean yeah, like like literally falling to the ground. <laughs> I mean, oh, it okay. was pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. It was well, yeah, powerful. I mean, you know, these are you, we can go through history pretty much, you know, and find accounts sort of very similar to yours, Susan, where you. You know, people have sort of profound life-changing experiences with something that, you know, is of a deeply sort of spiritual nature. You know, and some people, they have this experience with, you know, what they perceive to be a a god. For other people, it's, you know, sort of a benevolent space alien. And for other people, it's something else, you know, a deceased relative. Um, My my personal view on a lot of these phenomena, you know, when when you... you know, at the beginning when you said, is it possible you know, that it comes out of our psyche if we project something? What I personally believe, based on a lot of interviews I've done, is that we actually do interact with something, that there really is some unknown entity out there or entities that we do interact with. And it can be positive or it can be negative. But I think the nature of how it appears for us is often dictated by our subconscious. In other words, it's the phenomenon, whatever it is, kind of gets its grips into us. I don't necessarily mean that in a negative or sinister fashion, but it kind of hooks into possibly our preconceived subconscious beliefs and ideas as to how the phenomenon should look. You know, so for you, you know, you having brought up in this background, you know, you perceived it in one particular way and it worked out very positively for you, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I think possibly somebody else who's attracted to the sort of darker side of certain phenomena, they kind of drag in or haul in, you know, the negative aspect of the phenomenon, which then gets its grips into them and appears in the form that's possibly sort of lurking in the subconscious of that person. So in other words, I think we're dealing with real phenomena, which can be good, bad, indifference, or whatever. But I think very often our, our minds dictate how it appears for us. So in that sense, it is kind of like a visionary internal experience, but it's provoked by an external phenomenon that's, that's hooking into our minds, I think. Well, I will say that after that experience, I mean, it was definitely part of my spiritual awakening, This yeah. an entire series of experiences. But even so, I now have, um, I don't know what how to call it, I have a healthy respect for, what, for the power of what's out there. Yeah. And although I choose not to label it as evil, because I really didn't experience it mm-hmm. that way, it was 
beyond my ability to encompass it. I think it was too much for me, and that's why my friend intervened at the time. He felt that, you know, it was overwhelming me, and but not necessarily... I mean, I don't know. Was it forcing? Did it feel like it was forcing itself? No, I was open. I was trying to communicate with whatever this thing was. But it was very powerful. And I think when you do enter into those realms, you do need to proceed with um, with caution in a way. Not fear, but um, I've kind of limited. I mean, this was five years ago. And, um, you know, although I've had experiences since, then, not like that. I've had to kind of shut the door a little bit because it was just too much. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe, maybe that's what people people do on the spiritual path is that maybe you you do experience too much at some point, and then you kind of have to let it filter back in more gradually till you can um, incorporate it into your life and uh, in a fully functional way. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, you know, you said that it, it sort of set you on a like a spiritual pathway. I think that's one of the things that we find in in a lot of these experiences, you know, where somebody has sort of a deep interaction with something, it, it has a long-lasting, usually positive effect on them, you know, and I think that's because the person's of a particular mindset. You know, the dangerous point is when you're of the a negative mindset, and you drag something in that's sort of totally malevolent, you know, and, and I think that, that kind of explains sort of the good, bad thing, that, you know, that all cultures and, and, and civilizations have, that there are, good, there are sort of benevolent and malevolent entities out there. And, and I think, you know, we, we, we need to tread carefully. When you're on the right path, whatever that, you know, that is, that's fine. The, the hazards are, you know, when you... You deal with entities like the shadow people or the men in black, which there's, you know, there's nothing particularly uh, positive about those at all, unfortunately. <laughs> None at all. No, that's for sure. Susan, yeah. thank you for the call. All right, thanks. thanks. That's very good. Good experience there. Nick Redfern, my guest tonight on Ground Zero. We're hearing a lot of great experience from people tonight and a lot more interesting stuff on the way, I'm sure. If you have anything you'd like to share with us tonight, 503-417-9595. That's 503-417-9KXL. Or one eight seven 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 three three one zero one one. What is lurking out in the darkness? A man in black, something darker, sinister. Who knows? They're there. They're real. Many people have experienced them in dreams and in reality. We'll be back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero. One oh one KXL. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
Are you among the many people who suffer from sleep disorders such as insomnia, obstructive sleep apnea, or snoring? These are problems that are not only disturbing your rest, they could be affecting your health. If you've reached the point where you're seeking a solution, I strongly suggest that you seek the help of a board-certified sleep specialist, Dr. Keith Ironside, with Oregon Sleep Specialists. Dr. Ironside's 30 years of medical experience in sleep medicine qualifies him to diagnose and recommend the appropriate treatment. For your convenience, Oregon Sleep Specialists can provide you with a self-administered home sleep test that can be carried out in the privacy and comfort of your own home and costs about the same as a copay. And with Oregon Sleep Specialists, you don't need a referral and most types of insurance are accepted. So if you think you need help to better sleep, contact the Oregon Sleep Specialist at 866-285-4245 or find out more on the web at orsleep.com. Oregon Sleep Specialists, improving your health through better sleep. Call Oregon Sleep Specialists at 866-285-4245 or orsleep.com. The only local live news 24-7, Oregon's largest radio news staff. Non-stop news driving to and from work. Traffic and weather every 10 minutes on the 7s to save you time. Money news at 25 and 55, Oregon's station of record. News Radio 101 FM KXL. In 1977, an eight-year-old boy picked up the game of golf from his father. The odds of that same boy winning the U.S. Open twice, one in 1.2 billion. The odds of him having a child diagnosed with autism, one in 110. Ernie Els encourages you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. In 1977, in Johannesburg, South Africa, an eight-year-old boy picked up the game of golf from his father. By the age of nine, he was already outplaying him. The odds of that same boy then making it to the U.S. and European Pro Golf Tours? One in seven million. The odds of the Big Easy winning the Open Championship once and the U.S. Open Championship twice one in 780 million. The odds of this professional golfer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. Ernie Els encourages you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. This is Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, weeknights at 9, only on KXL. This is not a test. It is the future. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Tonight, Nick Redford is my guest. We're talking about men in black experiences and the men in black themselves, the reality of the sinister element, the other that are out there looking at you, the observers, those who wait in the shadows. We're now going to go to Clayton. Clayton, hi, you're on Ground Zero. Hey, Clyde. How's it going? Good. I love your show. been listening to it for several months now. Well, thank you. Lead me through the end of my night. Make sure I go home with a smile and a story to tell. Okay, great. Um... You know, I, I've I've uh, been listening through, and <clears throat> you know, to to just you know, 
discuss whether or not uh, these things are demons or, or just, you know, weird guys. Uh, you'd have to question, you know, what what is a demon exactly um, and what do they do. And the first thing that I would go back to is demonic possession. Um, when somebody is possessed and, and they're they're getting, you know, they're... Oh, man, I, I've just got lost in words here. Uh, a pre- an exorcism, mm-hmm. okay? When, when you when you exorcise somebody of a demon, uh, they have to get the demon's name first. Okay. And that's usually the hardest part is getting the demon's name. Right. Um, now I don't I don't believe a demon can manifest itself to the point where, you know, it can shake your hand and, and talk to you. But I do believe that somebody's entire body can be taken control of and their soul thrown out into the winds. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually they won't, they won't give you a name no matter how hard you try. And that's, that's the one thing that struck me odd about, uh, you know, about these men in black is they don't have a name and they won't give you one. Oh, there are a few. Oh, there are? Yep, there are. Oh, there's yeah. There's a pole, there's Indrid Cole, there's several names that I've heard, uh, spoken of, uh, with the men in black Nick. Is that true? Well, yeah, I mean, certainly there's, you know, injured cold and ones like that. There's, they're sort of the most well-known ones. But, I mean, for the most part, you know, that they actually don't give names. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just turn up, <clears throat> ask questions, silence people, and leave. You know, for the most part, they, you know, they, they don't give any identities out. And, you know, it's, they're just... I just think yeah, that those very enigmatic characters. Those cases were rare, I guess, in the in the times of Mothman, where Apol and uh, and Indrid Cold were spoken of, and there was, I think, another name too that was spoken of. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons why those have really struck a chord with people is because on those rare occasions they did give a name. You know, it kind of gave an identity to the person. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, otherwise, it's it's just you know, well, they were just this weird character, and it's kind of difficult. You know, right. to, to, to pinpoint them, really, then. Exactly. Clayton, thanks for the call. Uh, we're going to be back. I want to talk more about Mothman and Indrid Cole. That's my favorite story of all time. A lot of people uh, have heard this story on the show many times about Mothman and several entities appearing before a bridge collapse in uh, Point Pleasant. Uh, we'll be back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero. Don't go away.
the most news, the most traffic, the most weather, 24-7. This is FM News 101 KXL. 1130. Fox News Radio, I'm Sam Sheehan Grasso. President Obama delivers his jobs address to Congress on September 8th, yielding to House Speaker John Boehner, who balked at an earlier request for a September 7th speech, the night of a GOP presidential debate. What really happened in Washington uh, over this debate was that it all played out in the public. It didn't happen like it usually does. People get on the phone, people get on email, and they consult. Fox's Chad Pergram. AT&T is preparing to fight with the Justice Department, which is blocking its merger with T-Mobile. Any way you look at this transaction, it is anti-competitive. Acting Assistant Attorney General Sharis Posen argues the merger will drive up costs to consumers and weaken innovation. AT&T is fighting back, calling the lawsuit surprising. Fox Radio's Jared Halpern. Remaining charges against Barry Bonds are dropped, but he still faces prison on an obstruction of justice conviction. Fox News. We report. You decide. Portland's breaking news, traffic, and weather station, FM News 101, KXL. Dave King here at 1131. So glad to have you with us here on this Wednesday night. We've got more from Clyde Lewis coming up in just a couple of minutes. And Doug McIntyre will be along in 30 minutes with Red Eye Radio. The third-ranked Oregon Ducks will be taking on LSU this Saturday. And you can hear the game with Jerry Allen right here on FM News 101, KXL. Pre-game is at 4 and kickoff at 5 o'clock. Portland's most traffic 24-7. Over on the west side, it looks like that earlier wreck near Beaverton, southwest 121st and Shoals Ferry has been cleared away. And traffic on the west side moving along very nicely overnight tonight. Highway 217, got yourself a clear trip right now between 99W and the Sunset Highway. Construction south of town, keep this in mind, the Wilsonville exit, that's exit 283 right there at I-5. You might see a lane or two blocked off overnight until about 6 o'clock in the morning. Now we'll look at your KXL weather forecast. I will call it a chilly alert for tonight. Going to be uh, down to the 40s across many areas if we stay partly cloudy long enough. I do expect uh, some morning clouds in the North Valley to start today. Otherwise, lots of sunshine Thursday afternoon, and we'll start to warm up, hitting 76 degrees. I'm KGW News Channel 8 meteorologist Rod Hill for KXL. 54 in Beaverton, Gresham, and downtown Portland right now at 57 degrees. News happens fast. Check back two, three, four times a day. Don't miss a thing. Set a button for FM News 101 KXL. Coach Matt Burke here. Small business owners, let's huddle up. When you're on the court, you're a real pro. You excel at running your business, selling your products and services, and delivering value to your customers. But when it comes to finance, in most cases, your game could really use some professional help. CPAs can help you with your taxes. Bankers might provide you a loan. But who takes a deeper look at your numbers, helps you understand the trends, and translates that into something that you can actually use? Introducing Finance Coach by Fairway America. We've helped hundreds of business owners over the past 20 years. We know that finance is not your game of choice, and we know how limiting that can be, especially when you need to get a loan. But it doesn't have to be that way. Join us for a free educational webinar to learn three game-changing insights to financing your small business. To learn more, simply text the word FAIRWAY to 818181. You can win the game of small business finance. Text FAIRWAY, that's F-A-I-R-W-A-Y, to 818181, and here's to your success.
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero Radio on FM News 101 KXL. Wake up, America. Wake up. What would you do with the brain if you had one? The types of people who live amongst you uh, who look like you, but they're not you at all. Wake up, America. But the trick of conducting a spell over the audience predictive programming. You've been programmed. What would you do with your brain if you had one? Had one? Had one? Had one? Wake up, America. Wake up. You're not in Kansas anymore. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, wake up, America. If there is a hell, you might want to go there for some time now. We have made our own mistakes. We became insulated from the world we sought to control. But that will change. And you will help us change, even as we teach you. Who are we? Who are we really? We are the Illuminati. We are the Invisible Hand. I'm Clark Lewis. This is Round Zero. Tonight we're talking about the Men in Black. Of course, a very interesting subject out there for those of you that are aware that the Men in Black aren't cartoons, that they're real entities. Entities that come to visit you, if you've seen something you're not supposed to see, they're entities that are there that show up. A lot of people believe they're demonic of, of some nature. Tonight, Rick, Nick Redford is my guest on Ground Zero, and we're going to go to Nick and uh, we're going to take some more calls. Let's go now to Mitch. Mitch, hi, you're on Ground Zero. Mitch, hello. You're on Ground Zero. Go ahead. Hello. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Go Great. ahead. I really like the way in the last hour you talked about how the, these things aren't manifest just um, through senses and emotions, but also in, in our institutions, in our elite, in the politics, in the media, 
and, and actually describing the way things happen, like, like spin and doing things insincerely just to achieve a result. Mm-hmm. And I, I really appreciate that. And I wanted to give a couple of examples. One, just as background, Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, a very old book, but that kind of sales technique of modern culture where we try to identify the person, you know, get to like them, get them to like you, rather, without any moral ethical context, you know, the typical sales technique thing you think of an auto salesman. Well, recently, this morning on Imus, they had that woman who is so often on O'Reilly who analyzes the body language. Mm-hmm. And on Imus this morning, she just told purely how to, how to get people, you know, you want to make in all situations, getting a job, selling something or whatever, you want to make the other person think you're like them. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, get them to, you know, you gotta smile and so forth. And in other words, act. And I think that that whole, and it was done without any context. Like even Dale Carnegie in his book talked a lot about the ethics of that kind of stuff, even though I didn't like the title of his book. But this stuff, this stuff now is just pervasive and it's also been in our culture for a long time. But this thing, this woman who analyzes the body language went on and said all those things. And without putting in any, like, I think that's evil, without any ethical or moral thing, just do this to get this result, whether or not you're being honest or not. Just pretending just pretending to be like someone to get them to do what you want them to do, your bidding? Right. Maybe that's half of our culture now, but I think that that's, it, has, it happens in all, realm, in all realms. And I'm just surprised that no one on the IMA show even raised the question, which usually would be raised, is this honest or ethical? You know? No, not at all. Nikki brings up a good point. I mean, the men in black have been known to influence people, and some people say they're under their they're under their hypnosis or they're under their control. Uh, have you written about several experiences like that? Oh yeah. Can you leave, I mean, me, can you leave me on so that yeah, I, don't a, ra- I don't have a radio. Okay, go ahead. He can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, there's a lot of cases where psychologically, the men in black are actually very good at sort of psychologically manipulating people in different ways, you know, to achieve a goal by sort of making subtle threats, uh, you know, not direct threats, but, you know, just inferences that the person thinks, wow, you know, that's that was a threat, or was it? You know, it's, um, and also the fact that they seem to have the ability to take away uh sort of common sense factors where people just, you know, or act docile in their company. You know, they don't, for the most part, stand up to them as if, you know, their common sense and free will factors have just gone out the window. Now, you know, is this just due to sort of the powerful imagery, you know, this sort of iconic imagery of the men in black that the person just feels so sort of dumbstruck and, and, you know, unable to do anything? Or is it possible that, you know, they're, they're using some sort of talent, skill, however you want to term it, to sort of render us under their control. But that is, that is one of the overriding aspects of the puzzle, is their, their ability to, to manipulate us. Very fascinating, Mitch, that you brought that up. Yeah, I, I'm already, I really haven't, I don't really understand the concept of men in black, mm-hmm. but um, how evil works in institutions is, you know, happens on all levels, not just the elite institutions, but at lower levels, too. Well, destructive group dynamics are always a part of trying to get people to do something against their will. The idea of uh, pushing someone towards an agenda they wouldn't normally be a part of, it's charismatic, it's mesmerizing, it's more or less like a snake mesmerizing its prey. 
There and, you go. And, yeah. and the men in black have been described as such. And I, Mitch, thank you for bringing that. That's very good. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you so right. much. And which leads me to the, 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 my, my most, I guess, most horrifying story of my, I mean, I find the Mothman story very, very uh, horrifying from the point where not only do you have a menacing moth creature with big red eyes, but you also have stories of men in black who harassed, manipulated, and tried to control a group of people in a small town. Mm. <coughs> yeah, excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Mothman story is a very weird one because he's got aspects of just about everything in it, you know, sort of UFOs, men in black, occult stuff, conspiracy theories, you name it. And um, for people who aren't sort of fully conversant with the story, it sort of began in the mid-60s and kind of culminated in December 67, um, all in and around the Point Pleasant, West Virginia area, and culminated with the collapse of the town's Silver Bridge, which spanned the Ohio River, mm-hmm. um, literally killing dozens of people who were on the bridge in their cars at the time. And um, people, many people sort of saw Mothman as somehow being linked, you know, with the disaster. And, and Mothman, although the name kind of sounds cartoonish, you know, like Batman or something like that, or Spider-Man, you know, the reality is that Mothman was very much like a, like a least sinister-looking type, almost like a wraith-type entity, you know, that would lurk in the shadows and had these glowing eyes and um, so it was perceived as being quite menacing. But, I mean, a lot of researchers today, for example, a friend of mine, Andy Colvin, who's written a number of books on Mothman, um, you know, sort of take the view that rather than being the the cause of these disasters, like the collapse of the bridge, could they be sort of warning entities that pop up when disaster's looming, you know, and they try and warn people, which is, you know, kind of an interesting scenario. But what was more interesting was that when Mothman sightings were at their height in Point Pleasant in 65 to 67, the area was just sort of blitzed by a whole range of additional paranormal phenomena. A lot of UFO encounters, contact T cases, uh, men in black, black skulking around the area, um, military people turning up and sort of just, you know, monitoring different people in the area, um, even reports of intimidation of local journalists by the men in black and... Um, John Keel um, wrote about this probably most famously in his book, The Mothman Prophecies, and uh, Gray Barker, who actually wrote the first book on the men in black in the mid-50s, called They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers, he also wrote a book on Mothman, excuse me, on Mothman called The Silver Bridge, which is also a very good study uh, from his own perspective of what went on. So a uh, very weird place at the time and a lot of weird, strange stuff going on. You know, it was interesting because there were so many theories about what may have caused all this. Uh, mm-hmm. A number of things, for example, the men in black showing up door-to-door handing people pills to take. Yeah. Um, and some people were saying that they were pills to uh, stop urinary tract infections. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there's, just, there's so much. I mean, I when I do a show on the men, when I do the show about Mothman, mm-hmm. there are parts about Mothman that I just have not covered. It's such a huge story. It's it's a it, it, oh, it it's right. the Silver Bridge. It's the Tecumseh mm-hmm. the curse. It's the uh, it's the uh, appearance of Mothman uh, before disasters. It's the yeah. the story of the Men in Black when they showed up. Indrid Cold, the Grinning Man, mm-hmm. uh, Apole, another uh, Man in Black who showed up called himself Apole, which is a short for Apollo or Apollyon, meaning the Destroying Angel. 
Um, and that, and, and, and they take, they have these strange names, like the one I had, Nyarlathotep was a strange name, I thought. And, and it's like, you know, they take on these names and they, and they talk about, you know, the future events. And the, the one, I, I think it was Apol was talking with, uh, Keel, told him that the Pope was going to be stabbed or killed in the Philippines or assassinated. He was actually stabbed in the Philippines. Yeah. Um, well, this is, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, they knew. They knew what was going to happen. I can't remember what the other was. Something about the Pope being stabbed or assassination attempt. Uh-huh. And there's something else that they reported. The steel bridge coming down. The steel bridge did come down. Yeah. But uh, and the way he was depicted in um, the way he was depicted in the Mothman prophecies, that it was Indrid Cold that was calling and saying the steel bridge will fall and all this. But there was phone calls coming from some of these men in black. These metallic voices. Telling him about the steel bridge, telling him about this, telling him about that, and women who are actually threatened by the men in black, uh, driving in big black Cadillacs, and and just I mean, someone should do some whacked out horror film other than the Mothman prophecies, <laughs> having it happen in the fifties and sixties like it did at that time, because yeah. I think it would have a better flair. It would be far more frightening because people, you know, you know, necking at a dynamite near a dynamite factory. And then seeing this thing with the big red eyes, that just to me gives me the creeps. Yeah, I mean, it is a it is a weird story, and I mean, that is one of the interesting things about a lot of paranormal activity and these sinister characters that they seem to have the gift of, you know, being able to discuss or talk about future events, you know, that haven't happened yet. And sometimes, you know, it's like they they'll come out with a true bit of data, and other times they just seem to malevolently want to screw with people's minds and tell them something that, that actually doesn't come to pass, you know. It, mm-hmm. but it seems they do have the gift to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I sometimes wonder with things like the Point Pleasant, whole, the whole saga, you know, if, if there wasn't some sort of attempt to sort of target a location, you know, whatever these entities are, and just, you know, not just take on a single person, but try and influence a whole town, a whole mindset, you know, and... Yeah. Um, and and create widespread disaster, you know. I mean, that, that's kind of ominous if you've got these entities, you know, thinking on large scale, you know, rather than you know just one to one, so to speak. Exactly. I I have I want to just throw some quotes at you to see if this matches any of the profiling from my encounter. I I had a recording and I transcribed the recording and I just wanted to keep the notes handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what N told me when I spoke with him. He said, "Our plan, Mr. Lewis, is to give." society that push towards change using any means necessary without conscience remorse or delusions of morality all men should know their bestial nature and that society is being groomed towards this goal many are falling in line according to plan and that certain civilizations are being gathered up and manipulated or groomed for the purpose of slaughtering the weak and the uneducated victims should always know who they are predators know their role as to prey it is better to be used than be useless um, and he said that 2013 would be the culmination of the experiment. Huh. He, he gave the date, but he said there would be a destruction of the great city, and there would be fire, and then people would know their roles after the destruction of the great city. And he said this in 1999. They well, would know uh, their roles. Well, that's interesting because, you know, I mean, he talks about, um, you know, change and society being pushed, etc., you know, the one thing you can say about the men in black is that, you know, if you take the if you take them out of the UFO equation, you know, as I said, we can find reports of men in black turning up at critical points in history where where things have changed. You know, the reports of men in black, not just Secret Service guys, but weird men in black turning up in and around the Kennedy assassination. 
Um, you know, we had the Hitler story earlier. We have reports back in the 1500s, 1600s of alchemists, you know, dabbling in sort of, um, I guess, you know, mutating one sort of, um, you know, metal into another, which is sort of fringe science, and then turning up in those situations where clearly at certain critical points, whether it's advances in new and novel technologies or historical events, mm-hmm. we do see evidence of the men in black kind of lurking in the background and, and sort of pulling pulling the strings without us seeing it. So that actually ties in with what you were told, you know, that they're, they're, they're doing this without conscience and, you know, just getting the job done. And there's a bigger picture, which is, you know, the transformation of society and the uh, you can you can apply that to a lot of MIB stories. Yeah, fantastic. Nick Redfern's my guest tonight on Ground Zero. The Real Men in Black. The Real Man in Black is a story. As the book, you pick it up on Amazon.com. We'll be taking more of your experiences coming up. The numbers again, 503-417-9595 or 1-877-733-1011. Fascinating stories of the MIB, the Men in Black. Not cartoons, but real entities with real agendas. We'll be back. KXL. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. When it comes to audio and video systems, one size doesn't fit all. Whether it's TV and music in every room or the latest way to hear what's on your iPod, Encore's got you covered. At Encore Audio Video, they're the right size for whatever system fits you. They're big enough to offer a wide selection of competitive pricing, yet small enough to provide expert personal service. Encore Audio Video at Northwest 16th and Gleason. The right size for your sight and sound solutions. Are you among the many people who suffer from sleep disorders such as insomnia, obstructive sleep apnea, or snoring? These are problems that are not only disturbing your rest, they could be affecting your health. If you've reached the point where you're seeking a solution, I strongly suggest that you get the help of board-certified sleep specialists with Oregon Sleep Specialist. Oregon Sleep Specialists will identify your specific sleep disorder and provide you with the proper means of treating it. For your convenience, Oregon Sleep Specialists can provide you with a self-administered home sleep test that can be carried out in the privacy and comfort of your own home and costs about the same as a copay. Plus, with Oregon Sleep Specialists, you don't need a referral and most types of insurance are accepted. So if you think you need help to better your sleep, contact Oregon Sleep Specialist at 866-285-4245 or find out more on the web at orsleep.com. 
Oregon Sleep Specialist. Improving your health through better sleep. That's it. We're wasting valuable time and money running all over town for our printing needs. Might I suggest Phoenix Media? They're high quality, easy to work with, and a one-stop shop with quick turnaround. So, can they handle? Postcards, posters, business cards, brochures, stationery, stickers, banners, flyers, catalogs, rack cards, tickets, door hangers. Okay, I like it. Are they local? Southeast 11th in Portland or at phoenixmedia.com. My job just got a whole lot easier. In 1977, an eight-year-old boy picked up the game of golf from his father. The odds of that same boy winning the U.S. Open twice, one in 1.2 billion. The odds of him having a child diagnosed with autism, one in 110. Ernie Els encourages you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Nature here. Yeah, yeah, I'm not Mother Nature, just nature. You know, the marketing people think Mother makes my brand more nurturing. Speaking of nature and nurturing, uh, has your dog tried my line of dog food? By nature? By me? By nature? <laughs> Get it? It's all natural or organic, and if you love your dog like you do the rest of your family, your lucky dog should be eating by nature. Yeah, that is so clever. Yeah. Your dog's no different than you are, really. They are what they eat. By Nature has no corn, no wheat, and no soy. Zero bad stuff. With a powerful mix of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, it promotes a strong immune system and a healthier, longer life. To find out where to buy By Nature right here in the Portland area, go to ByNatureDogs.com. Go to BuyNatureDogs.com and enter to win free dog food for a year. And while you're there, check out the limited time offer. That's BuyNatureDogs.com. This is Ground Zero on FM News 101 KXL. a test. It is the future. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Nick Redford is my guest tonight on Ground Zero talking about the men in black. We're taking your phone calls at 503-417-9595 or 1-877-733-1011. we got Craig calling in from Mount Angel. Go ahead, Craig. Hey, Clyde. How you doing tonight? Great. Excellent. Uh, I was going to bring up just these two ominous creatures from the past. is Cerebus and Selena. Familiar? Which one? Cerebus and Selena. Cerebus and Selena, okay. Okay, they are they are two big dogs who were very frightening and intimidating to people back in the day. And what they did was they guarded the gates of hell. Uh-huh. I'm suggesting in a theory that these men in black are actually shapeshifters who will, you know, turn their shape or their manifest themselves in whatever way possible to get the agenda done to extrapolate information or possibly to um, uh, change the events of human history. That's interesting. Nick, have you ever heard of them being shapeshifters? Um, Well, not where people have have said to me they've literally seen them change shape. But what I can tell you is that um, there's an area of central England uh, called the Cannet Chase, a large area of forest near to where where I grew up 
which has had a lot of black dog stories attached to it, these sort of ghostly black devil dogs, as they call them in England, with, like, glowing red eyes. And yeah. the, the same areas where the, men in, with the, where the black dog sightings have occurred, there have been a lot of UFO activity over the years. And, um, you know, whether or not that's connected, I don't know, but I can tell you that, you know, black dogs aren't just seen at random. They're often seen in locations where there's a lot of other different types of paranormal activity as well. So you could argue, you know, the shape-shifting theory is correct. It's actually the same phenomenon, but just presenting itself in different ways. It's fascinating, yeah. The the black dogs are the huge cats. I remember huge cat stories from 14 times, and I'd read 14 times the idea of huge cats being seen. Yeah, like the Beast of Bodmin and the Beast of Exmoor and things like that. Yeah, and we also read about the Hound of the Baskervilles and Sherlock Holmes as well. Mm -hmm. Craig, great call. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, good night. Nick, it's been a great show. Oh, well, I appreciate it, Clyde. I had a good time. I think we covered a lot of ground and a lot of different areas. And a lot of ground I've never heard before, which is amazing. I think the audience, uh, if they didn't know anything about the men in black, they certainly know now, and they do know that the phenomenon has many branches to cover, some that we just scratched the surface on, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the weird thing about or the interesting thing. You know, there is so much to talk about with respect to the MIB. It's not just, you know, just one this thing, this or that or whatever. The Real Men in Black is available on Amazon. You can pick it up online. You read the book. It's amazing. I've read it. And Nick's a great guest. We're going to have him on again sometime to talk about other things. He's got a vast uh, repertoire of things he's written about in the past, from anything from cryptozoology, 14 topics, Men in Black, of course, UFO phenomenon, you name it. Nick's the guy. Nick, thank you so much for being on the program. Thanks again, Clyde. You bet. Take care. Good night. That's the Ground Zero for tonight. Check us out. We'll be on again tomorrow night. Keep it going till about Friday. Got some great announcements coming your way. You'll be listening to the show and tell you about events happening on 9-11 that you're not going to miss. You can't miss them because they're going to be very, very fun and interesting. So be sure and pay attention. And also we got Halloween coming up we want to talk about as well. And the return of the Ground Zero Lounge, that's coming up shortly. So be listening for that as well. We'll be here. Have a good night and sweet dreams. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit